Hey, now. Ball is airborne after a five-yard penalty. Delay a game. Thanks for being with us. Up uh, at Adam this morning. Uh, so many juicy little sidebars we could start with today. Some really interesting things going on in, in, in sports. I feel like, I don't know, starting with a little bit of a celebration, so to speak. Let the coronation begin. If you're eagerly awaiting things such as the new iteration of the quarterback rankings, um, we got you covered this morning. Ranking every quarterback from 2022 or, you know, uh, basically forecasting what they are, right? And it is nice now to get some validation that exactly what we think and what we've seen here in Jacksonville from Trevor Lawrence in the second half of this year uh, moving forward is exactly what the rest of the country is going to think of Trevor Lawrence in his second half of the season and our franchise moving forward. So uh, here you are without further ado, and then we'll get uh, deeper into this a little bit later. This is basically a right. Any quarterback who threw a pass this year, 82 quarterbacks in the NFL threw passes this year, all 82 according to this uh, ranking, have been listed from 1 to 82 and then placed in their appropriate uh, categories. And just to give you, uh, you know, kind of a, an example of the bottom would be number 82, go Gators, Kyle Trask. A lot of Blaine Gabbert. Ooh, talk about the Bucks quarterback situation. Uh, Gabbert, 80. So that gives you an idea. A lot of these guys didn't hardly play at all. Nick Foles, barely for the Colts, was 75th. Uh, they fall into the category of, quote, the leftovers, which is a category, unfortunately, that we know all about through the years, but uh, not anymore because here you go. There's so many different ways to attack this. And again, this is based on what they did in 22, but, you know, moving forward, this is basically a 2023 ranking, taking 2022 into uh, great account. The number one quarterback is, guess what, Patrick Mahomes. But the top category is uh, defined as, in parentheses, franchise elite, or quotation marks, franchise elite. Well, at least according to this ranking, there are six elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is number one. Jalen Hurts. Might be a little too flavor of the year, which, you know, is unfair because he did put up numbers, but the passing numbers alone, do you think Jalen Hurts is the second best quarterback? E, would you take Jalen Hurts over Trevor Lawrence? No. Would you take take Jalen Hurts over Joe Burrow? No. Would you take him over Josh Allen? No. Right? Look. Deservingly up in that category. I'm not going to yeah, split he's airs. Up there. No, they'll be if he follows up what he did last year with a similar year. Okay, shame on us for asking the question. But and by the way, the same questions could be asked about Trevor. He's our guy, but we saw it for basically you know nine, ten, eleven games down the stretch. Mahomes one, Hurts two, Burrow three, Josh Allen four, Trevor Lawrence number five, just ahead of Justin Herbert. Sounds about right. Franchise elite quarterbacks, a label that has never been attached to a quarterback in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the most important position in all of sports. And NFL teams don't get better. They get get better better quarterbacks. quarterbacks. And I see some teams on this list that weren't doing so hot before Joe Burrow, 
and Josh Allen showed up in particular, and in the Jaguars' case, Trevor Lawrence. Here's what the group as a whole means to this particular ranker on CBS Sports. These guys are the real deal through and through. They all proved it in 2022. It's not a coincidence. Two of them are among the highest paid in the game, and three more are eligible for uh, lucrative deals this offseason. Mahomes sets the near unachievable standard for modern-day quarterbacking, crunch time production, MVP and Super Bowl MVP. He reigns supreme. Hurts truly looks to fit to uh, fit to rival the other young stars. However, after his breakout um, as a confident dual threat, Burrow matches Hurts' poise as a prototypical pocket artist, and both Lawrence and Herbert tease the same power in their first playoff appearances. And now some focus a little bit on Josh Allen. Allen is the biggest wild card, possessing Mahomes-like athleticism, but failing to secure, to secure a top three spot or deep playoff run, thanks in part to a reckless style. I, you know, I don't know about that. At one point, Josh Allen's postseason career was like 13 touchdowns, no picks. But there, uh, um, something, something just off with Buffalo, though. I, I, it, I, is it the running game? I don't know what it is. They should be better, shouldn't they? They should be. Yeah. They've had good teams. They had injuries that... that wreaked havoc on defense, especially this year. But if Josh Allen is indeed a top three or four quarterback, it's time for him to make his run. Mahomes has been to a Super Bowl. Hurts has been to a Super Bowl. Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. Allen and the Bills haven't gotten close enough at all. So, anyway, a little deeper into that and what it means, and we kind of basically sum that up. You know, we don't have to bang this drum from now until training camp, but... With each and every evaluation of where things are headed, sky's the limit. And that's why this offseason is is important. We're still in a window here of guys, enough important guys under contract at reasonable rates. I know the salary cap overall is still upside down. That's all going to change when the money gets shifted around through uh, cuts and, and, and cuts of players that aren't, you know, immediate deep impact. But this this... This this is where the Bills were, you know, four or five years. Are you going to be satisfied if we look back? You know, Josh Allen has been there since, what, 2018? First year, like, Trevor didn't do anything. 19, 20, 21, 22. If we play three more seasons and... Have the Bills... Have the Bills been in the AFC Championship game even? I don't think they have. No, because this year, obviously, they weren't. No, last year didn't they lose to um... well the Bing- well the Bengals and Chiefs oh, have yeah. been the last two, yeah. and then if you go back, um, what was it in twenty? That was the maybe the, did the Bills maybe make it in twenty twenty? Maybe no, that uh, I'm not sure, but they haven't. Point being, when we look at Trevor four or five years into his career, rather than right now, I, I the hope is that we have a Super Bowl season in there, and you got to build around your guy for sure, and you do that. A variety of different ways, and so how did the Jags fine tune right now? While this is a nice breezy window we're in, I mean, it really looks like now the next step for this team to is to accept the challenge of being labeled as a as a contender. And every week on your schedule, instead of the Jets, you're playing the Bills. Instead of the uh, the Browns, you know, you get the Bengals. You get the first place teams from the other division. There'll be no playing, you know, Denver or the Raiders again this year. Uh, uh-uh, you got to play the Chiefs. Bills and Chiefs in a 2020 AFC Championship. Okay, so they did. And what was the final of that game? 38-24. Okay. So they got him pretty good. The one that the Bills had won and then lost. and Hard to put that on Josh Allen. They let the Chiefs go the length of the field with 12 seconds to go to get into overtime, remember? Yep. 
One of the best games of the season. Yeah, so I don't know anything about uh, the recklessness. It's just they ha- it hasn't lined up yet for the Bills, but they will and should be considered, you know, one of the, the top contenders next year. The Jags going to have to earn that, right? We're going to have to earn being looked at like the Bengals and Bills and Chiefs. Right now we're looked at, uh, and, and forget when I say looked at by the nation. Let's just talk about us and our interest and our team. Got to do one more step. Be nice. And it's harder. A lot of times you get up into those top two seats because you weren't in first place the year before and having to play that difficult schedule. The Jaguars are going to have, I would think, one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. Although, we do get the NFC South. You know, it's a good year to have that division as your as your NFC opponent. And um, just going to be an exciting offseason. Looking forward to the entirety of it. I don't know how active the Jaguars will be in free agency. But I spent some time the last 24 hours just kind of contemplating what they have been historically in free agency. So I thought when we come back on the other side, it'd be fun to maybe try and rank the all-time free agent signings in Jags history, limiting it to these this this free agency period. I'm not talking about like Jimmy Smith, who technically is a free agent, James Robinson, undrafted. I don't mean undrafted rookie free agents, and I don't mean guys who have just been cut and they're available to sign. I mean, like, the free agency period. Guys who go into free agency, there's a free agency class, you introduce them with, you know what I'm talking about, right? The interesting, not, not a huge impact. We've had some big-time impact, but not a, not, a, not a ton of success out of it, and that would make sense because uh, collectively as a team, Jacks haven't, um, haven't experienced the kind of success I think we're in for here uh, coming up. So we'll, we'll look at that aspect of what the Jags have been uh, free agency-wise. Boy, Alabama sure, sure messed up the presentation of how they, you know, arrived at all of their decisions involving their star freshman basketball player, Brandon Miller. Okay? Miller played last night, and and boy, did he. That boy bold. Brandon Miller went to South Carolina. And, and by the way, I'm going to speak glowingly. And before you're tis tis tisking at this, you know, uh, criminal, that's where it goes back to Alabama because now the true story was, has been told and it is not the same story that it seemed to be yesterday morning. More on that in a second. Miller and Alabama played at South Carolina. South Carolina is the worst team in the SEC. It I was going to say, they're not that good, are No, they? they're not good at all. But they played they play, yeah, last night. They played hard. But the first time Miller touched the ball, they booed. Through the course of the first half when he touched the ball, they chanted, lock him up. It was a snake pit of adversary, not to min- adversity, and, and not to mention just the total distraction of what the previous 24 hours had been. For the team as a whole, but I would think especially for this kid. Let me tell you right now. If your NBA team is picking in the top five of this year's draft, okay, take that guy. Because with all of that going on, being screamed at and booed and hissed and uh, not thought well of in the 24-hour news cycle, the dude went for 41 including an unbelievable driving, twisting layup to get the game winner home. He hit threes. He drove six to, of them. He looks like an NBA superstar. We knew this before. We hadn't paid much attention, unfortunately. 
to specifically Brandon Miller. He's certainly been referenced. If you follow college basketball, you know how good he's been and why Alabama's ranked where they are. But they needed him last night. Did it again in overtime. Hit the winner there. He went He went Trevor Lawrence in the second half against the Chargers. That's what he did. For real. But he did it in the um, most hostile of environments, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, perceptionally as well. Now let's go back to Alabama and why you can feel okay about that kid responding that way last night. Because contrary to how it was being portrayed yesterday morning, he didn't, or, and, and really to go back Tuesday afternoon, okay, this is what it felt like was being said. He went to the guy's house, he got the gun, he drove downtown, he handed the guy the gun, and then stood by while the shots were fired. Isn't that right, E.T.? That, is that yeah, fair? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. That wasn't our painting of it. That's what the, like the quote-unquote facts of the case they were saying were, were being said. And, of course, the, the controversy and the noise, rightfully so, was, well, hold on, no charges? You can just do that? That's okay? Well, upon further review, the, 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 the Alabama athletics director spoke before the game yesterday. On a podcast or something. And if... And if and then also in front of the media, I saw him in a in uh-huh. a in a that you know press conference type yep. atmosphere as well. Okay, and if Nate Oates, the basketball coach, had just said this the day before, none of this would have happened. None of it. Nate Oates said, "Well, we knew there was an incident." I, I'm going to paraphrase here, and you know, but, but, but you know, we, he wasn't involved. He was just just a witness, and it was, it was wrong place, wrong time. Right. What kind of and that dismisses the tragedy that someone's dead? And hold on a while now. We don't just get to say. I mean, that's that's Greg Norman saying about the live situation. Everyone, you know, in the murder of a journalist, oh, everybody makes mistakes. You learn from them. I mean, it was that tone deaf? But worse than that, it wasn't factual. The AD spoke yesterday, and the police have confirmed this narrative. And that narrative is that Brandon, okay, Brandon Miller got texted to pick up Mile, uh, Darius Miles to give him a ride. He never possessed the gun. He did not give the gun to Miles or, or his uh, parties. He was on the periphery the entire time and has only been interviewed as a cooperating witness. That's a little bit different than uh, driving up and handing off a gun from driver's side to driver's side. A big, big difference. And if it would have been explained, why is Brandon Miller playing? Why wasn't he suspended? Why are we just knowing? Well, guys, the facts of the case are this, and we did our due diligence on that. I promise you, it hasn't just been full speed here. We've been looking at a lot of things. We've talked to Brandon. We've talked to the police. We've looked at the situation. And knowing all the facts of the case, it's been determined, and not just by us, but by the police and those that are involved. And and before I go any further, what a senseless tragedy. We have an issue in this country of, of kids killing kids. It's got to stop. But in this particular case, Brandon was texted by his buddy, Terry Smiles, to come, could he get a ride? So he headed down that direction to get a ride. He didn't pick up a gun and deliver a gun. Someone else did. He stayed far away from the cars and the action, and he was a co- listed as a cooperating witness from a, quote, distance. Now, if Nate Oates says that Tuesday afternoon, this does not have, does not have near the turmoil, the, the, the tumult that surrounded it the last, um, well, now just about 48 hours. Anyway. Dude went off last night. You want to talk about basketball skill? Um, I, I know this. There's this. There's this French kid who's supposed to be the next phenom, 
Wimbayana. Wimbayana. Okay, he's going to go number one. There is no one here in the G League or playing college basketball that's going to catch up to what Wimby- what the thought is Wimbayana will be. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if Brandon Miller, after one and done at Bama, isn't number two. If I got the two-pick, give me that guy. Uh, Gators last night uh, lost to Kentucky. They, look, <laughs> they're playing hard. It's unfo- if, if they could have played offense in Lexington a couple of weeks back like they did last night and have Colin Castleton to neutralize, to neutralize uh, Oscar Schwebe, then they, they would have a chance. They would have, may have won that game. They scored last night. A guy stepped up. Riley Kugel stepped up. Uh, Kowasi Reeves stepped up. Niles Lane off the bench. We had a sighting. But Schwebe's just way, way too much inside. And don't forget, Castleton dominated him in Lexington. Would he have dominated him last night? I don't know, but he probably would have contained him a lot better than he was contained with, you know, 25 double-digit rebounds. Florida was close. They were in this game, really, until, until the end. They fell behind. They kept, kept fighting, kept making runs. Uh, Golden used the entirety of his bench against the shorthanded Wildcats team due to a couple of injuries. And, and they played hard. They just don't have enough talent. So we'll see how it's built uh, from this point forward. Florida back to an even 500 now overall. This was an interesting stat out of this game. Kentucky has uh, won its fifth straight in Gainesville, right? That's, oh, that's no surprise. I'm sure, they've got lots of five-game win streaks in Gainesville. Kentucky's been a basketball power, and really before 1990, Florida barely played. Really, 94, they went to a Final Four. The first Final Four in, in Florida history was still less than 30 years ago. But five straight in Gainesville is the first time the Cats have had a streak that long since 1952 to 1964. That is not a good barometer of where your program stands. Now, on the other side, Florida has had big home wins over highly ranked teams. They beat number two Tennessee this year. They beat number two Auburn last year. Uh, But of those five, it should be noted and pointed out that Todd Golden only owns one of them. Anyway, more on that Gator basketball here locally. JU a tough loss by a bucket at home last night. Uh, they got a scramble here. They need a push to make it into the A-Sun tournament. Uh, meanwhile, nice win for UNF. They've won five of their last seven. Their two losses were each by just two points. Beat Eastern Kentucky last night, a team that's up in the top three of the standings. Uh, and they beat them by 13. So, Matty Driscoll's got his guys going at the right time um, here locally. we got a lot more to get into. Um... How about a uh, a ranking of the Jaguars' free agents historically? As we go to break ET, we can kind of mention some of the the players that have made impacts here as free agents. And you know, uh, from from if, if you want to go chronologically, you can go back to Keenan McCardell. Certainly, he's going to rate very high in the all time free agent signings. If you want to go most recently, where does a guy like Christian Kirk fit in? Where does a you know has he been here long enough? Can we forecast like? That average over years. What about Foye Aluakin? Led the NFL in tackles, right? And, and a lot of other names. We go down the go down the path a little bit. Uh, the Jaguars' past, where it's easier, much like the draft, it's easier to compile a list of Jaguar free agency busts than it is superstar hits. I, by my count, we've really only had a couple, maybe three grand slam hits. I do think we've had some more home runs though. I'll give you the list as I have slotted it. Uh, you may agree or disagree, and uh, it's also very likely that I've forgotten someone along the way. So uh, get into that on the other side. Uh, the CBS Sweatshop added again, putting out another two-round mock draft. It was interesting uh, to me. Now, look, um, 
uh, my man Dan Hicken mispronounces this dude's name as Chris Damaso. It's actually Chris Trapasso, who is, gosh, that, that, that poor kid's indentured servitude. He, he's been over in that sweatshop, dusty floored ceiling fan. Getting that work that in. That mock draft, just typing furiously. At the, and they do them on typewriters there, too, by the way. No online. They may scream for help electronically if that were the case. So uh, we'll take a look at that mock traffic for, for there's three things that I found interesting. The positions that the Jaguar, the position the Jaguars go in the first round, and then I'll give you the two selections. It's more important, I think, the position than the player because who knows how it'll sort by then. But who he had number one overall, which we briefly touched on yesterday, but it was late uh, in, in the program. Well, the, the barking dog gets the bone a development on the Georgia Bulldogs and a potential trip to the White House. Meanwhile, more problems for for Georgia off the field involving one of their big-name players. we got that when we come back as well. It's Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. You're locked and loaded with us. We appreciate you. Back with more next here on 1010XL. All right, we're back on a custom tree surgeons Thursday. Thanks for being up and Adam with us. Six o'clockers. Right, we know what we are. We're the heartbeat of this community. Get it up and going. Don't worry about us. Y'all sleep in. Don't complain. Don't look sideways at 2 33 o'clock when we're calling it a day, okay? That's the other side. We got you. Um couple of things. I uh, one more college basketball thought. I'll package it up as the Shazam Spotlight, brought to you by my good friends, the Murray Ford Superstores, Stark, Kingsland, Georgia. Take that short drive. Truck guy here, coming at you. Shazam. Yeah. Uh, we, so we had another unranked beater ranked uh, last night. Okay? Now, understand that this stat, if it doesn't overwhelm you at first, consider that, you know, not every day in college basketball are there, you know, 15, 20 ranked teams playing. I mean, we got some nights during the college basketball season where there's only a couple of ranked teams even in action. But uh, last night, Boston College beat number six, Virginia, at home. It just continues a trend of it is hard to win on the road in conference in college basketball. We see that over and over and over. It is the 62nd day of this season that an unranked team has beat a ranked team. Not the 62nd time. The 62nd day, college basketball started basically the beginning of November. So what, November, December, January, 90, you know, maybe 100 days of college basketball, almost half of them, an unranked team has been uh, a ranked one. The NBA needs to either move its all-star game to earlier in the year or teach their dudes some math. Here's why. I watched a lot of the NBA returns tonight. I was watching some of the, the, the you know, look-aheads for some of these teams, and they all keep talking about the second half of the season, the second half, you know, the second half you can make a run, second half you make a push. There's like 23 games left in the year, man. So either brush up on the math and realize that you ain't got a half a year or move the All-Star game a little bit earlier so that you actually do. Because ain't no push, bro. You got to kind of already be in the runnings. The Clippers introduced uh, Russ yesterday. Boy, that Russ is a polarizing dude, isn't he? He is. Russell Westbrook, you know, it. Like, I think this maybe the simplest way to say it is, like, this has probably come out of your mouth at some point watching Russell the last few years. Last few years, Russell Westbrook's no good. You ever said that, right? Even if in a, uh, even if it's an embellished, you know, uh, momentary 
thought, right? I mean, I've said plenty of times during my Lakers, I mean, Russ trash, man. Thank you. That's another way of saying it, right? And then you, it just, you know, it's like anybody. It's like great, like Bobby Bowden, the tail end of his career just seemed diminished because you're a victim of your own standards that you set. You know, when you lose one game, finish top four 15 years in a row, suddenly if you go A and five, you're no good. You're trash. You know, and Russell Westbrook, when he's averaging a triple-double and he's winning MVP and, you know, now he's just a bench player in, in Los Angeles. Well, you realize that off the bench, I saw this stat as he goes to the Clippers and they're not uh, committing one way or the other if he'll start or come off the bench. But they talked him up yesterday. We won't treat Russ like Russ, like an MVP, like a Hall of Famer. Okay, all right, we'll see how that works. But, you know, he averages like 15.7 rebounds, six assists off the bench. He, like, leads bench players in all three categories. That's funny how perspective is. When you, when you're, when you set the standard of being an MVP – Mr. Triple Double. Yeah. You know, here he is at, you know, like seven, it's like 15, seven and six. You know, he may not be, don't let me over embellish. I don't know if he's number one in all those categories off the bench. He's certainly top four. He's number one in a couple. He has four triple doubles off the bench this year. The rest of the league combined, zero. So, you know, it's, it's a definition that can vary a little bit just based on what your kind of preconceived standard of a player is. And he set a pretty high one. Uh, when it came to that, right? You want to look into this mock draft just a little bit? I, listen, I when free agency, before it even began, before we were hardly even talking about mock drafts, but, the you know, the, the, the reality of perhaps Juwan Taylor being grabbed in free agency, and that seems, you know, stronger and stronger if you look now at free agent list and projecting where guys are going to go. It certainly seems like Jawan. I keep seeing him to the Patriots. It looks like he's going to end up somewhere else. We'll see if it's what, just what kind of priority they keep on having a third tackle because that's what it comes down to. I think Walker Little has done enough, pressed into action, that you can feel fine starting him. Anyway. So I said back then to uh, revulsion <laughs> By some, I, I don't, I can't find much agreement here, any consensus. So if the Jaguars actually went this way, and in no way am I aligning myself here with a man that Hicken calls Chris Damaso, but he does happen to mention uh, a position that I don't think any of y'all would want to see him use, but something that I suggested might be a possibility back when we first started contemplating the offseason, and that is if the right player is there going offensive tackle in round one. Trevor Lawrence is your most valuable asset. Now, as we get deeper into the offseason and you really think about, you know, a lot of it depends on what kind of, what level player do you get at a certain position taking him here versus around later and vice versa. In other words, is there a corner you should take in round one and use a second round pick on a tackle if you've, if you've determined that that's a need? that you need to get another young developmental tackle in into that rotation. We've seen how much it's come into play here. Cam and Jawan Taylor have both been at different times, banged up, injured. Walker Little's pressed in action the previous year as well. So, you know, you're certainly going to have to have, you know, more than capable bodies manning the position in addition to kind of looking forward into the future. Now, do they go – you know, that high to pick offensive tackle, I don't know. Uh, the CBS sweatshop this morning says uh, that they would. With the first-round pick, uh, a kid, Jalen Duncan, 
a tackle out of Maryland. Um, you know, you got Miles Murphy on the defensive line out of Clemson going very next. If I'm on the board and I'm the Jags and I can take Miles Murphy, who's a playmaker out of Clemson, or Jalen Duncan, I think I go Miles Murphy there, don't I? Um, but if there is a tackle that they have identified that is going to could be the next Cam or Walker Little or Jawan Taylor, now the difference is those guys are all second round picks, right? They're not first rounders. The Jags haven't gone first round for offensive tackles what since Jokel. Yeah, I wanted to go best player there. I'm not stuck on a uh, tackle, but I have not seen tackle projected there really at all by very many, and I don't think here locally there's much support at all for going offensive tackle in, in round one. But um, we shall see in round two. They come back with a cornerback, and I think everybody is on board that a young corner is certainly going to come within the first three rounds of the draft. That's a, definitely a position. Uh, the Jags need to to fortify, and I just don't know how capable they're going to be in free agency. Doesn't seem to be a ton of money. They spent a lot, they spent all that money last year in free agency, and to their credit, probably the best overall free agency class they've ever had. Look what they got out of Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk alone. You also brought in Foya Luakin, who I, I don't think could have done any more than you ask him to at, at linebacker. Arden Key even had some impact. And the only one that you didn't get the ROI on in year one, and and hopefully that can change, is is Foley Fatakasi, um, who who may have been, and we haven't got to the offensive side. Brandon Sheriff, well, we have been to the offensive side. We haven't gotten to the grunts on the offensive side. Sheriff maybe he's good or better than any of the signees. It was an optimum free agent class on the other side. That means you don't have probably a lot of maneuverability in free agency this year, but we'll see. A lot of it's going to depend on what directions they end up going with with Ingram and Taylor and some of their own. Best free agent signing in, in Jaguars history. Again, we're not including Jimmy Smith. We're not including, um, you know, Mike Hollis, or we're not including uh, James Robinson, guys that were either off the street and had been for a while or rookie undrafted free agent. This is strictly, you know, free agency starts and boom, everyone makes their splash. Number one all-time, E.T.? The mayor. Yeah, Calais Campbell. I'm with you on that one. I can see how some old school would throw some some weight behind who I think is the second best free agent signing of all time, Keenan. Yeah, for sure. He yeah. was, he's up there. He had more success than the mayor did as a team. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's a part of a team that was really winning. And there were some quick hit free agents in that group that I, they didn't make my list, but they had the impact at times. Hardy Nickerson, Carnell Lake, those dudes played some ball here. I think there's some Pro Bowl seasons from those guys. Season c- between them. Gary Walker was a good player in that era, free agent signing. He came in. Uh, he he might should be in my top five, but he didn't make it. Um, I got Big Sears number three. That's a good one. You know, I mean, that's that, a really good. One. That, that's a high level tackle that that was again those guys who came in and and proved it on the field with that stretch of winning in the late nineties. I think deserve to be considered part of the reason why. So. Uh, you know, on some lists, you might have Sears a little bit lower. Maybe I'm biased. He's one of our guys. Then it gets hard. You got a lot of different guys. Unfortunately, this guy had no team success at all. Well, I guess he got a little glimpse of it at 17, but Puzz. Oh, okay. Right? Paul That's Puzz, another good one. Yeah, Paul Puzlesny was a real good free agent signing. He lived up to everything you wanted him to be. He was a terrific leader. At least got part of 2017 with those young defenders. 
and again, we're, there's there's a lot of a lot of guys you could throw in here. Mike Peterson. Some people put Mike P in the top five. Um, Kyle Brady was a good free agent signing when they got him. Last year's guys, you know, where's Christian Kirk? Does Brandon Sheriff already become the best guard in the history of the franchise? You know, I I just I got to get a little bit longer on those guys. I, I would I'd put Christian Kirk in the top ten. But I and 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 again. Number five here is hard. I, I ultimately narrowed it down to two guys off the 2017 defense. Oh, yeah. So, you got one of my – so, there's somebody I'm thinking. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's one of those guys. Yeah, the two that I'm thinking are A.J. Boye. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. And I settled on Boye. And he and you could almost argue Boye over Puzz. Boye had some good years here. Yeah, he was the best corner in the league yeah. in 2017. Yeah. So, I, I go A.J. Boye. Um, at number five behind Puzz. But I'll give you another guy on that team. He was a pro bowler on that team as well. He was a man. He was an alpha. Malik Jackson was an awful good football player here. <laughs> he was. He was. He had a double-digit sack year, didn't he? He did. And he had a couple, three years around here. And again, again, the problem is, you know, those, you know, I already give you Calais. Those guys didn't have much team success. They only had the one year. That's it. You know, everything around it was meh. Again, more. Anyway, that's just my list. There's some other names probably you can hit up on the text line. I certainly, again, if you're joining late, a guy like Jimmy Smith, who was just a street free agent, had been released, um, is not the, the, you know, we're talking about the defined free agency period. And look, unfortunately, the other, the other list is, is way longer. Oh, the bus. Hugh Douglas and Bryce Pop and you know, just uh, they brought up names. I looked at the bus list. I don't want to get into it. We're keeping things positive around here. And I take it back, Malik. He actually he did not have a double digit. He did. Sadly. Was it nine? It felt like it was eight, but it it felt like it because he, okay. he was a terror for. He was real. a Pro Bowl. What? How he many? Was a Pro Bowl. How many years was he here? Three. Yeah, three years. And Sixteen what, to eighteen. And what did he do in those three years? Six and a half, eight, and three and a half. And that's from a defensive tackle position. And then he moved on. He played. I boy for the Eagles next, maybe. Philly, I mean, and then finished off with Cleveland. I got you. So, um, yeah, boy, a better than that here. And but that. You know, much like this team, this team's built to last against the franchise quarterback, and 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 the free agent impact is on offense. That, which looks like it's going to hold up a little bit more, right? Don't we expect it? Don't we expect Brandon Sheriff, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram to be just as good next year? I don't know about Zay. He's probably going to lose a little bit to Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. But we tallied it up. You, Marvin Jones and some of the other guys. It adds up. There's a hundred catches out there to get that are going to be gone, maybe. But that's and the football. five that I so I'll go ultimately I'll go Calais number one, Keenan number two. I should put Boye third, but I'm gonna go Sears number three, Boye uh uh Puzz four, Boye five. Puzz was so good though. Puzz was he good. Was. Puzz might could go again, uh, over uh over Big Surce as well, but not my rankings, doggone it. All right, news and notes from around the National Football League. We call it a football fix, and yeah, the uh the hungry dog, the barking dog gets the bone. There will be a White House visit after all. Were you aware of that controversy? We've got that when we return next on a Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. We're right, back on a Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. Uh, text line offering up some uh, free agent suggestions. But again, these guys don't fit into the, to the context of free agency. Natron Means was waived, so they got him off of a, you know, uh, Clyde Simmons was a late training camp cut and they got him through there they go through the waivers it's not um you know pure free agency like we see at this time of the year so 
Um, but nonetheless, those two guys did did make impact here for sure. That, I like uh, that Gibson. Deshaun, Deshaun Gibson, yeah. yeah. I couldn't put all the 2017 right. in there. That was, I know, right? That class was uh, was was good, was like loaded. like yeah. this one. Did you see this controversy around um, Georgia? They didn't get to go to the White House last year when they won the Natty, and then this year the plan was they were going to get a non-invite again. And this time Georgia's like, "Come on, man, what's going on?" And so now, after backlash, the White House the White House has invited the national uh, champions to go celebrate their second straight. Natty, they did not get the invite last year. It's customary for championship winners, but COVID-19 safety precautions. Uh, they say visit uh, uh, prevented them from visiting. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. It was 2022. But anyway, uh, this time around, they let their displeasure be known on social media. And so there was a request signed in by a, I would assume, a representative from Georgia, senators from Georgia as well, and now the invitation has been sent. And so the president will look forward to hosting. Uh, the George Bulldogs, and and boy, what an accomplishment. Two straight, back-to-back national championships. They continue to be plagued with some off-field stuff, man. Had another driving incident. And I don't want to say another. I mean, the last one was just absolute tragedy. It was staff out driving when they shouldn't be. At late hours of the night, people killed in an accident involving the, the Georgia football operations uh, staff and a couple of players. And now just one of their superstar defensive players has been arrested. Jamon Dumas Johnson was reportedly arrested Wednesday night, booked on charges of racing on highways and reckless driving. This street racing thing is a lot more prevalent than people know, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a real big deal, man. Let me ask you this. Why can't there be some sort of, I mean, if you want to play tennis, you go to a tennis court. If you want to play basketball, you go to the gym. If you want to play golf, you go to a golf course. Can we not clear about 40 acres of land somewhere and lay down some cement and Go race somewhere that's, I mean, it's just too dangerous from a waiver standpoint, I guess. It's really not clientele, my, or what right. is it? So it's really not my world, my other, but okay. there has to be something out there because, I mean, they're selling all these things like to soup your cars up and, and all of that. So there has to be yeah, we something. We just don't want it running down Beaver Street. That's what we're <laughs> right, saying. I mean, and, day, and, I, right. and I'm not making light of this. There's been a serious issue here in Jacksonville. They Absolutely. made a number of arrests and. You know, mall parking lots and stuff like that. But if there was some place that was organized, yeah, whatever. I go these down. car clubs will link up and they'll go, they'll illegally go have these races, man. Yeah, I'm going down the um, the rabbit hole a little bit. Why don't you fire up? Get me out of here. Fire up the band. Uh, let's offer up a football fix. Well, one of the real mainstays of the uh, Tennessee Titans is no more. Taylor Lewan, tackle, three time Pro Bowler. Veteran there. He's been there through it all. Uh, cut yesterday. So was ride receiver Robert Woods, who certainly looks like a guy on the tail end of his career now. Our old buddy Willie Tackard is into the NFL for the first time. Yeah, the former FSU coach has taken a job. I think he's currently was the FAU coach. Has taken a job with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And so... Um, He'll be taking over the Baltimore operation. Meanwhile, newly released J.J. Watt had a hilarious response to a recent text he got from the NFL. Apparently, the league doesn't have the memo that J.J. Watt has retired. Nonetheless, he got a text over the weekend that read this. This is Dylan on behalf of the NFL. You've been selected for a 
HGH Dry Blood Spot Test. Please give me a call or shoot me a text when you can. Thank you. So uh, JJ Watt tweeted it out, a screenshot of his text. Number scratched out, of course. You know, at the bottom of a text, there's a little tab that says report junk. If this, you know, if it's a junk email or spam or something. So he, he tweeted out the screenshot and said, I don't know what happens when you click report junk, but I think I'm about to find out. Uh, safe to say, uh, J.J. Watt will be a no-show for his HGH test. I don't know if you're watching or enjoying the Netflix Inside the PGA Tour documentary Full Swing. I got back into it yesterday, by the way. Uh, yeah, I undersold it from the episode one. That was, but I've watched another couple, and episode one, for me, for my sweet spot, was the lesser of the three, but it's a really good show. It really gives you insight into some of these guys, and, and I'm with Hick on some of his observations that he shared yesterday. <clears throat> it can change your, maybe your opinion a little bit. Just about everyone that I've talked to, not like he's anyone's favorite golfer now, but did your, if your opinion changed on Ian Poulter, you like him more or less after watching the documentary? And everyone says yes. Now, that's measurable, but nonetheless, I bring this up because get ready. You're going to see it from the football standpoint. Announced that little did we know Netflix had the mics on and followed around their homesteads. Quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. So the uh, the series titled Quarterback, with uh, all of those guys wearing microphones for every game in 2022, and it'll be released as a Netflix documentary series this summer. Boy, they, Mahomes alone would be enough. Mariota was a swing and miss, Ooh. right? He never held the job. Kirk Cousins is an interesting story or story. And you got to get guys that are willing to do it. That's a lot of access because they hung out not just you know with them on the football side, but at home as well. My thing was like, what? Ha- why those three? Mahomes, of course, I get it, but Mariota and Kirk Cousins, like, I, how do they pick those two? Yeah, I, the one thing I can say, you have three opposite ends of the like the veteran quarterback spectrum. You have the guy who was a top pick, didn't make it. He's never going to be a starter again after this year in Mariota. You got a guy in Kirk Cousins who's been a solid but not playoff productive quarterback his whole career, and then you got the best player in the league. But just getting Mahomes alone. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Peyton Manning is involved. His Omaha Productions is going to help produce the series. Uh, Peyton said playing quarterback in the NFL is a unique experience, has some pretty incredible ups and downs. And thanks to this collaboration, fans will be given a unique and intimate look at what life is like as a starting quarterback. Boy, that should be good. It's Football Fix. You're welcome. Hick and Arrival and more coming your way next. Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday on the Drill. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. You know it! Yes, sir! What's up, E? E Hello, Jeff! Hello, sir. Woo! Big day for me yesterday. What happened? School? Is it school-related? School-related. Really a part of the campus now. Finally got the... Professor Emeritus? Didn't happen. Oh, I don't think that's happening. But I'm treated differently. I can tell in a good way. 
You getting your flowers? I carry some respect. Put some respect on my dog name. Thank you, friend. You've been there. You know what it's like. Oh, I know it. Yeah. A lot of good things happened on campus yesterday. yesterday. Uh, I taught my class. I thought we had a great class yesterday. One of the segments of class is called Uncle Dan's Life Lessons. Okay. And I gave him one of the Uncle Dan life lessons. And I feel like... Maybe Professor Dan you should go with. No, this is more because this has nothing to do with what I'm teaching. Okay. You're dropping life gems on the young man. Yes. That's nice. Okay. I'm giving them extra. Yeah. I don't know if other professors do this. Right. And this should allow me to wrap up adjunct professor MVP. But... Wow. Is there such a thing? Yes. But I've not yet won it. Not many? How many adjunct professors are there? Do you know? There's a few. But you don't know the number. Right? No. You don't have guys in your sites tracking their progress. Maybe eavesdrop on one of their classes. Well, yesterday, you know, it was 3 o'clock. It's go time. And I got, I got, I don't know if it's professor or adjunct professor still in there yapping. I had to bust in. Dude, we've had a, it's been a very. I had to bust in and take over. It's been I, a rough year classroom She was wise. very I mean, sweet. She didn't, she, I said, look, we don't have that problem. We get done a little bit early in my class. <laughs> Just screaming to the world. So, so I'm just here for the tenure, teller. It started. That started it. I go. You must be really good. All right. And all the students are gathered around her. She was a wonderful lady. But anyway, she had to go. It was Dan time. Mm. You know how it is. I do. You get bullied into Dan time I, every day. Bullied's the right word, but I just certainly know what it is. Whatever it may be, however you may take it. But nonetheless, so that started the day, and then I. Gave him the Uncle Dan life lesson, and I told them, I said, listen, here's what's going to happen. 40 years from now, one of you, one of, this is going to stick for one of you. And 40 years from now, I said, uh, I said, you're going to think back and go, who is that crazy A adjunct professor, goofy looking son of a gun who told me this? I appreciate that. I said, I'll just be dust in the wind. But you'll think back and you'll be appreciative of my Uncle Dan life lesson from today. Okay. It had just simply to do with finance and putting money away and compound interest. And I told them all, I said, look, you guys are going to go out into the workforce here. Let's say you go out and you make, you know, start starting salary of, you know, $50,000. And they all screamed at me, $50,000? We're not making $50,000? <laughs> yeah, okay. that's what they think. Huh? I said, okay, <laughs> let's back that up a little bit then. Let's say when you're 28, you're making fifty, sixty thousand dollars, right? And they're like, ah, I wish. Yeah. What do they think they're making like when they get out of school next year? These jokers think they're going out and making fifty, sixty grand. No, right? they think they're making less. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, then that's, that's good. Taking All right. Wrong. Well, that's good. Okay. I, yeah, I, yeah, they're I, not I certainly. They're, nah, yeah, they're okay. thinking they're making like thirty. Okay. Well. So yeah, anyway, my point was, yeah, my point was though, if you can simply take a hundred dollars a month every month. Stash it away for the next 40 years. And I gave them the 100, the 250, the 500 compound interest and showed them how they could become multimillionaires. It's a simple thing. It's a simple lesson. Gyms. And somebody will do it. Somebody in that class will do it. And they'll think back and thank me. Uncle, Dan, Uncle Dan's life lesson. Yeah, then after that, Jeff, okay. I wasn't through with UNF. Oh. No, no. I sauntered over to the ball field. Okay. And watched our Osprey baseball team play some ball you against USC to, Upstate. You, just, a, do you feed the pigeons on these oh, walks? It's a beautiful, beautiful day, Jeff. 
It, yeah, it, was, it was nice yesterday. Oh, it was beautiful yeah. outside. Yeah, that's fair. You should be outside. I almost told the class, let's go. We're going outside today. <laughs> almost went outside on the hill to teach the class. <laughs> You're a hippie. I am a hippie. <laughs> and so I hung out, and I saw a lot of the – I saw some of the uh, – you know, UNF uh, baseball has a bunch of local kids yeah. playing for them. They, they were down to USC Upstate when I got there, but – I watched. Through I the years, UNF and JU both have, have yeah. stocked locally. I watched Coach. I, I talked to Coach Parenton during the game. He's looking good, hanging in there. So a lot of respect for him and what he's battling. So wish him nothing but the best. And, uh, uh, man, good dude. And then uh, I watched one of the former Beach Rats, uh, Cherokee Nichols, rip a double down the line. And there's a kid from Trinity that we played against last year, hit his first college home run during the game. Uh, four acre. Now, did so, you stick around for the basketball game later in the afternoon? I was going to, but I, I was needed Ran out of home. time. I was yeah. needed Uncle Dan home. couldn't hang. No, no. Saw the AD, lots of, you know, athletics people over there. Ben. You know, just. Uh, one of, you're one of the family. I'm part of the campus now. Birds bro. of a feather. You know, it's kind of the college experience. It keeps you young, E.T. Keeps, keeps Did you, you feel young. young when you went over there, E.T.? I always feel young. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway, that was great. Then I went home and I just got. Kicked in the hoo-hoos by my alma mater. Well, I mean, what did you? I mean, I got expected. You were wearing a cup, surely. Oh, I got two sports going on, bro. Oh. I got a blown baseball game that was oh, yeah, see, I'm, brutal. I'm unaware of that. I'm watching both. Yeah. I'm clicking well, back and forth. Bad. I'm going to mm. plus, coming out of plus. They lost to USF, you're telling me? Oh, my gosh. We gave up like six in the ninth mm. and lost it. Was it uh, another one of those he left his guy in to take the brunt of it like he no, did last year? No, this was uh, arm after arm after arm, and I'm not, Can't get anybody I'm not out. using my guy. Well, it's a midweek game. Midweek well, we're not games in are conference, different. though. Yeah, midweek games are different, man. They probably Miami soon, don't they? <clears throat> midweek games, you use uh, you use uh, all your guys, mm-hmm. and so you know, look, they had a nice big lead, and then I flipped over and it was tied, and then I kept watching, and USF scored more, and they were like, "This has been a terrible night," and I was like, "Oh, it was a disastrous ninth mm-hmm. inning," and at USF, I will give a shout out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. This kid, Jackson Mayo, who played at Bowles, hit a grand salami for USF. Well, I'm sure his family was there to see it. Yeah, so. That was in Gainesville, right? Because mm-hmm. they had won at USF. So, I'm doing, I'm doing my Gator baseball team. Mm. It's, baseball's a long season, Nick. You can get over that one quick. I got over it quick, I hate, but I hate losing games mm. that you should, you, you're, you're up by four or yeah, five in the ninth sure. or six or whatever. But of all the sports where the big league can go bye-bye, it's college baseball. Yeah, so anyway, so I was doing that. And then I'd flip back to Gators and because like Kentucky pulled away early, yeah. then I flip back and Gators Florida make a fought. run. I'm yeah. like, oh, they fought. And I pull away, come back. Oh, Gators made another run. Oh, okay. Gators led at halftime. I sent Kentucky Jeff some eyes, mm. just some eyes, just yeah, some I'm, eyes. I'm a little savvier than that. I'm not messing with Kentucky Jeff. I know I how like this to, is in. I like to mess with him. And so I didn't expect to win this game at all. And in the end, they didn't, and they fell to four. They fell behind, and then they made another run. By I the mean, way. Uh, uh, and again, this is part of the problem, and uh, you can take it however you want. It's not a, you want a criticism, it's a criticism, but we got Kentucky in town. We don't even sell that one out. Dead. Well, that's just the state of the program right now. They're well, not playing good. That's, okay, well, then, then there you go. I mean, but I, but I know this. I, I know last year when I looked at Bubble yeah. Watch, at least we were on the Bubble Watch. I got you. We're not even on the Bubble Watch yeah. now. So, well, I, yeah. we're worse. <sighs> You, they've changed coaches. It's 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 minimal difference. It's not a much different season than we had a year ago. Very very similar. Well, headed to the we were on the bubble watch last year. Yeah, and we didn't go. So we're are we going to make the NIT? 
I I don't that, listen. I they're who cares in a knew, way. I, well, I care. I'd rather watch them than not. But yeah. but Oof. I mean, you knew they were a one man team with Colin Castleton, and so this is what happens when you're yeah. one man on your one man team is gone. There, there's I only, heard some whispers on social media that your boy Riley Kugel will be one and done too. For what transfer? At Florida. I don't know. I don't know what well, I was about do. to say. The only bright spot is how he's played. Yeah. So, well, if you're a guy that can't retain talent, then it won't be a long run for for Todd Golden. There are no. It's it's not going to quick fix. It's not like they're busting out a top four recruiting class next year. They've got an Australian big man, and they're hopeful on a couple of four stars. That's it, though. There's going to have to hit the transfer portal, and that has not worked. That did not work here in year one. Um, you know, it's just a shame that, that, that if they had played offensively in Lexington like they played last night, they would have won there. All they got was Castleton that night, and yeah. he minimized. Well, Shuibe. Shuibe, yeah, she, she, Bay went yeah. off. Well, last of course night. he did. I mean, look what he's playing against. Yeah. So anyway, they yeah they lose by eight. I would suspect they'll win one more game and go fourteen and or fifteen and seventeen, whatever it is. So yeah, probably not unless the NIT is taking sub fives this these days, and they might be. The bigger issue is you've got to get bounce in year two if you're a major college coach. I don't care what the sport is. Yeah. You have to get bounce year two. People will excuse year one, and that excuse was lessened by the fact that last year's team was as hard to watch and frustrating as this one. But you got to bounce year two, and we'll see if he can. It doesn't look like they're like, you know, it, this constant stress of having to keep your own guys. Last year it was Reeves, remember? Oh, yeah. I and mean, Kugel's the best player on the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know. You've got to be able to keep that guy and oh. Reeves and, and add. It's free agency. They come out. I know. I know they, they do. They offer him money. They, you I know, if you. you're Riley Kugel, why you. should I stay here? I can go. Play to Kentucky. Get play, paid and I'm play and go to the tournament. Sure. Is I, this t- if I stay here, are we going to the tournament next year? I don't know. Makes it harder to build. Yeah. Yeah, not so much in football, but in basketball especially. If they come poach they your top major player. major turnovers in look, basketball. There have been, listen, here, here's an example. An example is last night in an arena that pulled a big upset. But it's Boston College for many years, gang, was a perennial tournament team. Yeah. You could count on them to go to the right. to the Elite Eight, in fact, or Sweet 16. They've been to a lot of tournaments. And they are on the wrong end of the transfers. You're all, Somebody's always plucking their best player. So if you're right now in college basketball, this era where the transfer portal is there, you, you can get tamped down and stay down if you can't keep your own best players. And basketball is a sport where one one big addition, one big name can change the whole direction. You better keep anything you have that's close to that. April 21st, 2022, 1,450 scholarship basketball players in the transfer portal. Last year in April after the season ended, yeah, 1,000 of them. And the Gators, the Gators had some that, you know, My you, point you is left, it, you stayed. It's you get some schools, a lot of, in the SEC, we lost a lot, and, Florida lost a lot, and there were other schools that had lost more. It was seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Look what kids L- LSU. Remember, they had lost everyone. LSU snapped a fourteen-game losing streak. LSU is a lot like Florida. It's another team yeah. that is not getting. They've got turmoil at the coaching position. They're not getting and keeping talent. That's mm. crazy, man. Um, every single SEC school, six new coaches, so lots of uh, transfer portal. Four of the top ten transfer portal classes were from the SEC last year. So, um, yeah. I don't know if I've been more – and I, I feel like it can, I feel like it's okay to feel good for the kid now that Alabama has properly explained the decisions they make and we get a more 
realistic view at what happened that night that that girl was tragically killed. When we left here yesterday, Dan, mm-hmm. was it not the insinuation, uh, the thought, and E.T. agreed that Brandon Miller went to Dude's house, picked up his gun for him, took it downtown, and gave it to him? Yes. That was how it was factually being presented. That's not well, we saw the text, how we shaded it. The right? text right. and such. Right. So, and, and, and uh, under, under that umbrella, under that scope, under those facts, then we'd stand by it. There's got to be some punishment here. We even said, isn't that against the law in some way? Right. right. Sure. And Nate Oates did a, just a terrible job when asked about it. They had wrong place, wrong time, and it just blew the whole thing up. Well, then the AD spoke yesterday before the game, mm-hmm. and he gives the real facts. The facts are that 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 Miller never touched a gun. Miller never got within well again thirty feet of uh, where it I want to caution you on. You know, that's just another story that we don't we don't know. Well, we that's what the cops know. are saying though. We don't and, know. I don't. He said. We know he texted the kid. What you know? If he texted the kid, well, the kid's saying what he didn't see the text. He was already on his way. I don't. I didn't. You know, I, I. I didn't. Well, we know he texted. You yeah. saw the texts. Uh-huh. You saw what? what he said. The, 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 it was not a good dialogue. Yeah, right. that back for and sure. Forth. That for sure. Oh well. But they, yeah, they're saying that he was already on the way. Yes. To, to pick him up. And then so. we also were told what he said to him. Yeah. And, and so again, what was that? Refresh me exactly. Do you remember the, the, the heater is in the hat? Yeah. With one in the head. Yeah. yeah. The joint. He said, I need my joint. Uh-huh. But the word, and, and listen, so, maybe Brandon Miller would have taken it to him if he had gotten there first. Maybe maybe part of the story is someone else also got it and took it before If he it was the in the back seat mistake. and he never touched it and he didn't know it was there, it's one thing. And I that's mean, what they're saying. But he was right. I don't know. Either, still, uh, I have way too many questions that I don't know, I, and I, I'll presume innocence until proven well, guilty and, and, and all that. I just There's don't not going to be I, a proven guilty. But I'll, I'll still no say. charges. Well, okay, that's you know fine. I, mean? I still don't think he should be playing basketball well, right now, personally. Yeah, I think until we get everything cleared up, you well, take a step clear, back. Well, it's clear, though. There's nothing to test that back. This isn't Alabama's. Why, why do you hold have on. a gun? This isn't why do you Al- have a gun? This isn't. It's not his gun. It's this isn't Alabama's perspective. It was an Alabama basketball player's gun? No, no, no. I'm saying yesterday's announcement wasn't yeah. an Alabama PR statement. It was in conjunction factually with what the police say happened. That matters. The investigation's ongoing. Correct. More, more information can come to light. Sure, it can. But when you he categorize, was at, he was at the murder scene. That is also correct. But 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 as a cooperating witness is how he is described, not as, as any part of any crime that occurred. Which again, were the cars blocking the other? Car? I, there's way too many questions for me before I would jump in. Bottom line is this. I don't, we, we, we don't have to reopen that whole can of worms. My point is if Nate Oates had said Tuesday afternoon what the AD said yesterday, none of this would have blown up as much as it did. I disagree. Yeah, I don't. That's fine. You can have your opinion. Yeah. I could have mine. I, I I think it would have blown up. It's a huge deal. It's 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 a, a bunch of Alabama ba- – I don't know how many Alabama basketball players were around a murder scene. Who shot first? I don't know. There's a lot. He has bullet holes in his car. Miller does. Yeah. He was close to the so I need to know more I need to know every yeah. Well, it's an awesome it's not it's case a, it's, closed. It's we awesome, got people presuming it's, it's an awesome cleanup job by the Tuscaloosa police then because that's what it comes down to. Because they are explicitly saying, well, not with any things are still under this that or the other. Explicitly yeah. saying he was nowhere near what happened. He never touched a gun. He wasn't involved. That's what the police are saying. I'm not saying he was. Yeah. I'm saying 
<clears throat> that we need to know. Uh, I just, I, I don't think, he, I, I think it's a bad look for him to be playing basketball right now. That's all. And he had a great game last night too. And that great. in the harshest yeah. of environments. Yeah. And they, so the, whole, a, the South Carolina crowd was chanting, lock him up when yes. he touched the basketball. Yeah. For yeah. The, most of the game. Yeah. And he scored 41. So some NBA team is going to get a, a hardened uh, score. That's for sure. They're going to yeah. get a guy who's um, not going to be, you know, intimidated. I don't know if that's the right word in this, yeah. in this context, but that was a harsh environment for a young man last night oh. when it comes to sports and when it comes to playing uh, the game of basketball. So, like, I don't mean to take up here. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I know, on yeah. the side I'm not saying you doing. are. I'm just telling you what I think and feel versus what you. Uh, it's not a. I, I just. I just need to know more information before. I just don't think it's. Did just, you hear the entire statement of the AD? Yeah, and he, he also said that that you know questioning what happened is a fair narrative. He said that's a fair narrative, sure. and yeah. it is, and that's what I'm doing. I'm just simply. I need to know. I, I boy, I don't know, man. I just think you sit him out for a little bit until you get. As much of that, then you don't have these missteps like you had with Nate Oates. Well, the that other was day. the I, you know, I that, to let it initially, you didn't handle it at all. It was just terrible lack of communication by everyone. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and there's probably an ask, you know, I don't know, I don't know what they do, how they handle it, how it, what the internal conversations were while it was all ongoing before we even knew. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that this Brandon Miller was in, involved in this story at all until just a couple of days ago. Right. It was Darius Miles well, on the program. But Alabama knew. But Alabama did know. Yeah. So what I'm saying is they have to say, this isn't news to us. We've done all this background. I'm just saying it could have been presented so much better by the head coach initially or the well, first what, statement and, on it. And here's why I'm still a little miffed at Oates. Because after he said what he said, which is wrong place, wrong time, just – it was akin to Norman saying everyone makes mistakes. Hopefully you learn. Yeah. Very t- simple. Tone deaf dumbass. Yeah, correct. So after he did that, then he clarified the statement, right? And he came back and released this. Well, yeah, well, as Alabama people released a statement for him because they said, Nate, you don't talk. We'll tell you. But in that statement, he still didn't apologize. So then last night, he finally apologized. So he's like, and, and, and again, I've always said this. Hey, if you apologize, you apologize. I don't judge your apology. I don't sit there and go, that was a fake apology or that wasn't. If you, it, people are, we all have different personalities. If you say, if you're, if you step up and say, hey, I'm sorry. And he said, I sincerely apologize. And I'm, I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad you finally did. So anyway. There's, well, there's also, a, there's, there, you know, in fairness to your side. I mean, it was yeah. the police initially said who he brought. They said, they said that he brought him the gun. Yeah, because so that's they, what gave it credence to begin with. Well, it if you look at the text again, the text message that that the basketball player who was there sent. And again, we don't even know who shot first. There's question of who shot first, self-defense versus not self-defense. Yeah. It was an altercation with the young lady's boyfriend. Correct. And uh, it was her, the boyfriend, and maybe a cousin in the car. Potentially, yeah. And and again, I don't, so, and, and they're sorting through all that. and But like I said, his, Miller's car got hit. He was in the car when, so he was close enough to the scene, right? Now, they presented like he took the guy, uh, the other basketball player there, dropped him off, went and got something to eat, was coming back to get him, something to that effect. So right. there's a lot of information that everybody's still. Well, they of- just think they, what Bama tried to do yesterday was at least add some additional facts that were different from what we thought the facts were explicitly yes. yesterday. Yes, they said and that he was our, you know, the guy, Miles had been texting him for over an hour to come get him. Mm-hmm. He was already on his way when when he texted him to bring the gun. Apparently, he was already on his way there. So right, I, that's what he again. That's what that's that's what's being presented. 
That's what. Let's just get all the facts and get to the bottom of this. You know, we can't say things are factual when there's two sides of the story. They got to work through and kind of timeline it and figure it out. That's all I'm saying. And when they do, then you know what? If the, like you said, if 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 what the AD said happened, then I understand. Well, but- and and again, the AD is saying what happened based on what the police are telling him what happened. Mm-hmm. Also, that's a combined effort. And for I guess for me, the big drawing of the line is. And that's probably why yesterday's. The, if you had hand on gun and handed it to him, that is what I. That yeah. is just so far from what it actually was. Not that what actually happened to your point shouldn't right. deserve some sort of action as well. Right. That, you know, that's different. People would think different, you know, solutions when it comes to that. But just right. this narrative again. We left here yesterday. Dude drove to his apartment, went into his you know, chest of drawers, grabbed a. Grabbed a gun, got in his car, drove it down, handed it to him. That yeah. now that is a lot worse than no matter than than what it actually happened, whatever actually is, because that actually did not happen. Right. I mean, they do have such things as fingerprints and you know surveillance cameras that are going to be around that area. So there there are many ways to not just take it on. By the way, word of mouth. And by the way, just for the record, even if. If, if, if what you said happened, remember yesterday, there are a lot of people on social media, and he will confirm this, who, even if he had brought him the gun and handed it to him, they were still saying, oh, he well, didn't do anything wrong. But, but, that's but, just crazy. Yeah, but in, but in fairness, they didn't think that. Who didn't? Bama didn't, never thought oh. that he handed him the gun. That's my point. For them to allow that thought to be out there when they never mm-hmm. believed that was a mistake from the initial speaking to it. But whatever, we've gone way uh, long yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, Let's yeah. come back on the other side. Uh, with a 10-minute drill. The first of the coronating lists I've seen um, in the last 24 hours as CBS Sports puts out a quarterback ranking. Oh. And by designation, there's a franchise elite category. There are five or six quarterbacks in there. Is Trevor done enough to be considered in that class? I know he is here. Is that the national perspective? Well, at least one person's we'll share with you when we come back on the other side. It's Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday on the drill. Hit it. Sports Concepts and Rationalizations, we call it the 10-Minute Drill. We love you for it. We love you so much. We're going to give you a prize pack when we're done. As long as you come kind, you come courteous, you come correct to eat. If you do that, you will win here on the drill. What are they winning today, E? At the end. At the end, not now. Not now, at the end. And if you come kind and you come courteous, you'll get a chance to win a ticket to Jason Isabel and Cheryl Crow at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. I'll Cheryl Crow, baby. On June 8th and June, June I'm not 9th familiar with Isabel, but I'll take Cheryl Crow. I can't tell you how All many she times. she wants to do is have some fun. All she want to do yeah, is take have it. some fun. Take it. And I'm not the only one. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm the uh, self, self uh, what do you call that? Glossed. Glossed. <laughs> Media mogul. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I feel like I can speak on this and okay. speak on this uh, in a timely fashion. All right. All right. I am excited when I read that Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, and Kirk Cousins have been mic'd, were mic'd for this particular football season. And they will have terrific stuff, except we got to see the Mahomes wife and brother. At the, well, that's true. Yeah. That's we'll probably going to deal with that yeah. a little bit. And I'm sure she's excited about that, getting her some. That's a fair point. But, <laughs> but nonetheless... And the Mariota one will intrigue me the most because he quit on the Falcons at the end of the year, basically, right? <laughs> I think he got hurt. I think he quit. I think they wanted to see Ritter. I don't well, know. Yeah, we'll see. Because they wanted to see Ritter, he's like, I'm out. 
He left oh, the team, oh, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. But he was injured when, when that happened, I okay. think. But, right. I, but I, I don't know. I don't well, that's Falcons. good, because we'll find out. Right. But here's my point. I'm fine with the players they picked. I am, too. Yeah. Well, I don't great. want three superstars no, even. I'm I want to cool. see various levels of success. Again, Media Mogul signs off on that. Media okay. Mogul All wants right. to watch it's it. It's Mahomes, Cousins, and Mariota. They had them mic'd every single yeah. game this year, and they followed them around. It's like the net, what you're seeing with the it's, golfers on it's, Netflix. It's, it's, it's every man's Dan Hicken, uh, Media Mogul, one time back in, in the 90s, spent a day with Mark Brunel, then Jags quarterback. Followed him around everywhere. Went to all the different things. Just a day in the life of the quarterback. And he let me do whatever, you know, go with him to his house, to the house he was building, to his, uh, he had a charity charity event. It was like a Saturday. It was great. Yeah, that's pretty fun. It was fun. But anyway, I want to watch it now. Football season's over. It's a perfect time. Where is it? Price tells me it's not coming out till the summer. No, no, no. That's, call Peyton right now. Call Omaha Productions. Peyton, you're missing the boat, Chief. We want to see it. Listen, well, they need time. No, 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 no. They've shot it all. They, as they were, sh- the first episode should be put together. Ready to roll here. Are they doing it chronologically? Are they bouncing back and forth? How they, that should already be decided. We could have this thing put to bed. What are we doing? Well. Media mogul just giving some advice. Yeah. That's all. I disagree. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I get, no. Take your time. Get it together. We're okay. We got the free agency. We got the draft. Maybe the NFL doesn't want it out until after the draft. Maybe there's stuff within it that you don't want known while these, these I don't know. I mean, I'm just suggesting yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm okay waiting until July when we really need it. When we're jonesing on July 5th and football's just around the corner, yeah. then we'll have this to I want watch. it now. I got you. I want to watch it now. Anyway. I have something that's a here and now. I want you real quick <laughs> for me, now. though, to tell me who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. In I, order. Uh, it's so, this is it. It's so easy. Okay. <laughs> yes, my my opinion is will, will determine whether you get the question right. It's a pop quiz. <laughs> it's a pop quiz. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, you see him on that Netflix documentary next week. They have once, once it next week. Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback okay. in the NFL. Yeah, okay. In my opinion. Okay. Again, it's just all it's your tough opinion. Tough one. Tough yeah. one. Uh, Josh Allen. And I want to do it this way. Yeah. Okay, I, I mean, when I ask you this question, just to clarify, mm-hmm. from this day forward, this is you can have this guy. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> if I take the fan out, because I will Correct. always stand by our Fair, guy. Sure. Yeah. But even not taking the fan out, you'll be able to get to him quick enough, I would assume. But we'll see. Yeah. Mahomes one, Burrow two, and that's fine. That's pretty consensus. I'm going Josh Allen three. Josh Allen three. <sighs> Now it's just. Whoa. I'll go. I'll go because he deserves it. I'm, I, I want to see it again. Yeah, that's fair, though. But I'll go Jalen Hurts for. He's second MVP, the second All-Pro. I think it's fair to do that. But like you said, next year's a big year for him. Yeah, I want more. How does more. he follow it up? I want more. If he follows it up, he's cemented in this top five. Yeah, because what I want. But here's what I want. I, and I understand there's two ways to, to uh, slay, a, slay a lion. What did I say? Slay Skin a cat. No, but I, what I said. I don't even remember. I said slay ride a giraffe. A bur- ride a burrow. I just, the things you say sometimes. <laughs> but it's skin a cat. Yeah. Which you shouldn't do, kids. It's a sign no. of being a serial killer. It is. If you skin a cat, you will one day be a serial killer. Yeah. Um, no, what I'm saying is 
you know, I need I don't want twenty two touchdown passes and thirteen running. I want him I want him to develop him trending up. But, yeah, more but, of a but quarterback. What if he had the exact same numbers and they went to the Super Bowl again next yeah, year? And then it's it hard to argue. It yeah. works. At some point that kind of guy is gonna win. There's more we, and more of those guys out there. It's gotta happen. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. it's gonna happen. All right, so are you but you are but gonna I put him, him four. four. Okay. He deserves four. Okay. <sighs> Boy. Well, I guess you could, you know. Um. <laughs> oh boy, up and comers, man. I'll, I'll go Lawrence slash Herbert at five. <laughs> we don't get to go slash. <laughs> I'll go Trev. I'll go our okay, guy at good. five. That's yeah, okay. okay. Uh, that is in line with, uh, I'm looking at a column here, ranking every quarterback. It is a little bit unfair because. He's only done it for half a year. Yeah, Lamar Jackson deserves some. Aaron Rodgers deserves yeah. some. Yeah. Um, you know, that's all. I mean, but. but I get it. There's, it's You know, we talk about how good the, the quarterbacking is, but, you know, that's like, also like, dependent on what is Dak Prescott going to be? What is Tua going to be? Yeah. What is Justin Fields going to be? Think, is think, Lamar done? I think, Jeff, I think we kind of know now what Dak Prescott is going to be. He's had a lot of go-rounds. He'll be a layer under these guys. Yeah. He's had a lot of go-rounds, and he and he hasn't, done, you know? Yeah. So, um, but there are other guys that remain unant Like, yeah, Tua. Well, this is a good sign. This guy ranked um, every quarterback who threw a pass last year. 82 quarterbacks got into game action. If you threw one or if you threw 500. 82 quarterbacks. Yeah, 82. So, he listed them from one to I 82. I want to see who's last. I'm sorry. Who's last? Kyle Trask. Oh, no. No. Third from the bottom. Kyle Trask. <laughs> Third from the bottom. Blaine Gabbert. Oh, no. Who, re- no! who retired this offseason? <laughs> guess, guess who gets to play the Bucks next year? Yes, sir. Yeah. That'd be us. How about us? Let's pound the Bucks. Uh, so we'll get to I the I want to beat the Bucks 50 to nothing. Here are the and tell, <laughs> more than, I mean, look, you can quibble. Guys who you think is seventh, I may think is 12th and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. But as to the category they're placed in, can you find one that's wrong? Here we go. Okay. The top are franchise elite. All right. There are only six. All right. Was, Ma- I, was order, I right? In, yeah, you got all six. Okay. Order a little different. All right. Mahomes. Uh-huh. Hurts, yeah. again, that's yeah, too early yeah, for me too. Yeah. I'd go, but to me, e, are you, where are you with Hurts? He's he's in the same area as Trevor. Yeah, right? same, yeah, same tier. Yeah. Now, I I don't I I very 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 strongly disagree putting Hurts over Burrow. Burrow is number two yeah, right ain't now. No to way, me. Yeah. no way. It's yeah. Mahomes, Burrow. And then if you want to talk Hurts over Allen and Lawrence yeah. and Herbert, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. But he doesn't. He goes. I had Hurts fourth. You have him what? I would go if it were me. I would go Mahomes. Mahomes. After Burrow, dude, I'm not sure they're just like you said. I mean, I don't mean to. I'm gonna go. I'll put Trevor up against anybody else in the league. I would not. Tra- I would not trade Trevor for anybody other than those two guys. Right. That's how I would say it. If you want to trade me Patrick Mahomes, I'll trade you. If you want to trade me Joe Burrow, I'll trade you. If you want to trade me Josh Allen, I won't. Okay. If you want to trade me J- Jalen Hurts, I won't. If you want to trade me Justin Herbert, I won't. I'm gonna, right. And right. earlier this year, by the way, we had that same conversation, and they were like. Four or five ahead of him. Uh-huh. The yeah. only guys I would take him for would be Herbert and Burrow and blah, blah, blah. But Hertz has kind of emerged into that category. Uh, they've got Mahomes, Hertz, Burrow third, mm. Allen fourth, Trevor fifth. Okay. Ahead of Herbert. Yep. I just well, think. He beat him. Well, yeah. I just think, too, even though it was primarily most of the production came in the last 10, 11 games of the year, you could just tell that Trevor arrived. He's not arriving. 
He arrived last year. Yeah. He's ready. He's in control of the offense. His, yeah. His emotions, his team, he's the captain, his voice, he's, he's the guy. Yeah. And we have one. I agree. Never, never had one. It's exciting to see where it takes us. You know, I think you presented me with this question. You know, if you look ahead four years from now, Trevor's just finished his fifth year. Mm-hmm. Are you disappointed if we haven't been to a Super Bowl yet? Yeah. That's the Bills and Josh Allen. Yeah. That's what they are. I know. Know. That's why you got that's this why one, this year's important. This one coming up. All, for the Jacks. I mean, you gotta get there. You gotta win it. You gotta do it when you can, man. You can't just, oh, doggone. We just, you know, that's why 13 seconds kills you if you're Buffalo a year ago. It kills you. Oh, for sure. They lost the AFC championship game three years ago, but it was 38-24. The one right. where they lost the 12 secondly, that ain't on Josh Allen. No. If like, you're trying to put on, yeah. you know, which ones have won. Josh Allen was fantastic. Sure. Yeah, he was every bit as good as Burrow was against the Chiefs the very next week. Correct. And one gets Burrowhead Stadium, and the other is starting to trend into the underperforming category. Yeah. I don't think that's fair on uh, Josh Allen. It is strange what the Bills need to do. That's a topic for uh, another time. That's the 10-minute uh, drill, however. Yes, and uh, come kind, come courteous, come correct. Right now, if you want to go have some fun with Cheryl Crow, that's in June, by the way. Six four one ten ten. Light it up. We'll keep it rolling. We got Doc Murphy. We do. We got Cat Chat. We got a bunch of stuff we're doing today. And I also want to ask you um, about a friend of yours uh-huh. who is photographed and joining his new squad, and it's kind of catching a little bit of feedback. Photograph. So that'll come up a little bit later this morning right. uh, as well. So uh, Doc Murphy is next. It's Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. This is the drill. <laughs> Oh, he's the man. He's a legend. Southeast Orthopedic Specialist Zone. Doc. Kevin Murphy. Doctor's hours here in. On the drill, doctor. Good morning. Morning, boys. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. We <laughs> We're laughing because uh, we have another one of those great drill moments. Hey, remind me to ask. And I totally forgot. Hey, I, remind me. I know I did. I didn't remind you. No. <laughs> 100%. Um, doc, let's start with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Uh, had an odd injury for football. It's more of a baseball-related injury. It's the Tommy John surgery. He's going to have it, but he's not going to have it now. He's not. It's it's February 23rd, and uh, we're going to wait till March. Come back and see me in March, the doctor said. But, I mean, Mike, we're under a little bit of a time crunch here because we want surgery, recovery, want to compete for the job. What 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 does this sound like? Well, a couple things there. It was an odd injury in the way it happened. You don't see right. tearing your ulnar collateral ligament. That's usually a repetitive throwing injury as opposed to an acute injury where it pulled it off, mm-hmm. which which is what has happened. Um, so, you know, when you talk about ulnar collateral ligament surgery, we used to repair those and just sew it back together, and that mm-hmm. didn't work very well at all. And that's when – People went to the reconstruction where you take a, a ligament graft and replace that ligament okay. through some drill holes you make in the bone to stabilize that. And, and then you uh, now have gone back to a repair with an augmentation with an internal bridge type suture that protects the repair while it heals. So that's what the repair was supposedly going to be um, with an augmentation of a suture. Well, to do that, you do that acutely. You do that within the first six weeks or so while the tissue hasn't already healed. If you wait till March, you kind of miss the window to do a repair. I mean, you can still do the internal bridge to augment whatever you do, but at this point, it, it really is a reconstructive surgery where you're doing the ligament graft as opposed to a repair because you missed, missed the opportunity uh, at this point. So 
So what they're saying about doing the same, if they're not, if they're doing the same surgery they planned initially, right. they they kind of missed that window, and they they probably at gotcha. this point should be doing the the ligament repair, the standard Tommy John that you see all these pitchers get. Okay, okay. How long is the recovery time? Yeah, <laughs> that's it tough. I mean, it's healed. Tom. It's healed, and you know, truly in three months, it's healed. Okay. We protect these things in these throwers for. Yeah. Nine to twelve months. Is it, is it different? Well, you probably don't have to. Truly. Okay. Is it different for football versus baseball? Do we have a different sort of perception or a different thought process towards that? Well, there's both of those. Yeah. So you know, uh, you do. You don't want to be the guy that does something out of the norm, which is usually the, right. the these pitchers. You send a pitcher back at six months from yeah. Tommy John and it doesn't work. Yeah. Or you should have waited twelve. Right. right? Even though it's healed. Right. Everybody knows it's healed, but you wait because that's kind of what the standard kind of is. Kind of light throwing, yeah. work your way back, but strengthen. The, the, the torque on the elbow in uh-huh. a pitcher is far greater than right. the torque on the elbow in a quarterback. Right. So I would suspect they would allow him to come back a little quicker, quicker than that year. I think that makes sense. Well, Doc, Tiger able to walk four rounds of golf. It didn't seem like we would say that. And, and to still be capable by the fourth round, we should say, because he walked four at the Masters. You forget he was like one under at the – Cut on Masters last year. Right. I mean, so, but he completely ran out of gas on the weekend. We've seen him do it other times, but, you know, all things relative, I thought he looked uh, pretty fit, but he also said something interesting. I mean, and it kind of fits in line with you. It is going to swell every time he uses it, but apparently it's going to swell less sometimes than others. What would determine that? You know what I'm saying? Because at least by what he said, he said, look, my foot is smaller this time. Then my ankle and foot is smaller than it was last year. Mm-hmm. I don't have to put as many layers on as much stuff. That also can, you know, even if it's a shot or two over the course of a round from a comfort or or access um, a level. So, what 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 would be your latest kind of prognosis on what we've seen in addition to what he says? Well, from his physiology, I don't think it's going to change. As we said, I think he is where he is. But environmental factors, uh, you know, the heat, uh, the humidity, the hills, all those things. Uh, how much he's having to walk up and down may may affect him uh, and the amount of swelling he gets. But uh, it was impressive that he was able to do it because I, I was a little surprised that he wasn't limping more than, than he was. Curious when he talks about his team and getting ready. And he, you know, and he, I mean, I understand there's some embellishment and such, but like what is involved? Like why, why does he have to get up at 2 a.m. if he's teeing off at 8 a.m.? How much getting ready do you have to do to go play a round of golf when you're Tiger Woods? Like stretching? I mean, are you icing? What are you, what are you doing to get ready, quote, end quote? Yeah, there's, there's only so much time you need to, yeah. to stretch and get ready, yeah. um, you know, before an event. Now, yeah. you know, and, and he does that as an ongoing thing. Right. Um, so it's, it's a little puzzling that he would have to yeah. do that much prep before – but, he, but, yeah, they'll have trainers on them. They'll have mas- massage going on. They're trying to mobilize the fluid and, and so forth. And as far as it doesn't – it is what it is. It can't get, quote, better. Yeah, his physiology is not going to change right. from now on. Okay, okay. But the pain can vary based on what? Again, based on how much he's on it. If he, s- if he did, you know, two weeks of playing before he went and ramped up and tried to play or – you know, the it's really humid there or hot. It may Is there something that as well. to just your your brain almost readjust what a normal pain tolerance is for you? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean. So what would hurt? Like you get so used to it that it may 
slow you or limit you physically the same amount, but it's more manageable from a strict pain standpoint. And if you're Tiger Woods, you do everything else so good. that Sure. But him saying that there's less swelling, there may be some validity to that based on the environmental Other factors, factors more so like than his, his ankle and foot itself. Uh, I was just going to ask you about it. There's a pitcher for the Houston at the world champion. The Astros. Yeah. Who has had a lot of, and uh, had a, issues last year and now he's got a quote small muscle strain on his throwing forearm they mri'd it no structural damage but he's going to be shut down a few weeks so um he's battled back last year he missed time he wants to throw 150 innings this year last year he missed the first few months he had a right flexor pronator strain what's right flexor yeah that's the same thing inside okay it's in here yeah and your forearm on the okay the palm side right so, when that happens, is it just rest? Is that all you can do? To no, they'll they'll really stretching it to make stretch. it heal, and it's in most uh, lengthened position, so mm-hmm. it doesn't scar in at all. Okay, and they'll do deep tissue massage. They okay. may, you know, if it's at the tendon attachment site, yeah. they may even do some PRP injections to okay. stimulate some healing. Okay, man, what a year it's been for, for Fernando Tatis. At one point, Hick, we talked about Fernando Tatis is up there with the same categories oh, yeah. as the Sotos and Acunas and the great young players in Major League Baseball. And then mm-hmm. he had a year last year that you would just like to kind of wipe off of your history. He missed the entire 2022 season. First, he had wrist surgery, Doc. We'll stay away from the 80-game suspension for performance enhancing. <laughs> but he has a wrist surgery. Before he can really play from that, he gets the suspension. After the suspension, he has surgery to repair the labrum in his left shoulder, which has bothered him since 2021. And then later had a second procedure to further repair the, quote, fractured scaphoid bone in his left wrist. Now, they're going to ease him into spring training. That's what the story is. He's not really suffering from these. But with all that, is he fully healthy? Does he feel good going into this He's still season? having wrist trouble? Well, no. These, I'm just saying everything that's happened from then till now. Oh. No, they're easing him in. They're not saying it's wrist trouble. I think it's but just He's not going to be baseball. the shortstop, I read. No, no. Bogart's a yeah. sign. He's going to move to the outfield. Okay. But. Well, if he had a scaphoid fracture, that's the worst of all those things. Okay. The the blood flow to that little bone in your wrist is really limited, and uh, that's a real tenuous thing. It sounds like that that was the initial injury, and then they had to do a further reparation. What does that mean? What happened? It was the well, like like I said, the blood flow is bad. So if you had a fracture there, you can try and heal, get it to heal by immobilizing it, or you put a screw across it. Even then, it doesn't always heal, and you may have to go then back in and bone graft it to try and get it to revascularize. All right. But that, else? That, that leads to arthritis of the wrist that would shut him down yeah. permanently. Well, I will just ask him about Jacob deGrom, who <laughs> he, he signs his contract. Um, he goes to – he reports Tuesday – and as he reports, he's experiencing experiencing some left side tightness. So they immediately shut him down. You're not working out on Wednesday. Um, so it's a daily question. Uh, DeGrom said on Thursday that if this were the regular season, he'd be pitching. Um, I understand caution. I understand five years, 185. But I also understand that that's a guy that doesn't want to have injuries attached to him because he always is hurt. And it's just a matter of time with this guy. And it's and he has great mechanics. He, he just it's almost like he just throws too hard. But Nolan Ryan threw like that and had nothing for twenty years. Twenty five soft. 
Yeah. I mean, some guys <laughs> bitch through things. Other yeah. guys, anytime yeah. something barely bothers them, they're gone. He gone. Yeah, he gone. Well, you he hate gone. to tag him with that, but a lot of, you know, I think the, the athlete of today is a little da- different than the athlete of before. Yeah. That, you know, the injuries are very public and very, you know, they they make a lot of money and, yeah. you know, they they get pulled out, not necessarily them wanting to be out all the time, but they're, they're being protected from injury. There's a fine line between protecting your investment and wasting it. Yeah. I, you could argue that baseball and these basketball teams that allow this load management, mm-hmm. I mean, somewhere with the Lakers, someone needs to step up and say, no, Bron, we're not taking off. The doc says you're okay. Yeah. We're five games out of the playoffs, so if it's okay <laughs> with you, right? I mean, that's just pervasive across the league. All right, that's the uh, injury report. We got you. Doc Kevin Murphy each and every week breaks it down for us. Southeast orthopedic specialist, jacksportsdoc.com. Doc, we appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, boys. We'll see yep. you again next week. All right, I have a good question. I have a question for Dan about his good friend Dom Capers when we come back on the other side. Plus, I have a quiz for you that's going to be a lot of fun. I know you're jacked up for the start of the live golf season coming up tomorrow, and I think I've found a hook. Next. Oh, gosh, here it goes. Old Man White, WMD, it's all happening. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> Ooh, Dan. Go Dan. Ooh, Dan. Oh, no, he did it. No, he did it. <laughs> One day when I was killing that Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're back. That's why. That's how we roll. Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. It's like a discotheque in here. <laughs> You would have loved to have the cameras for that one. All right, whether whether you are in a group text with the sports fans' uh, buddies or you're on social media, there's just one question that the sports fans uh, everywhere are asking uh, today. So, Dan, I will ask you in regards to your good friend Dom Capers. What's up with that hair, man? Man, why you do Uh, that, Dom? I'm not doing it to anyone. It's a question that the people are asking. If you saw him at his introductory press conference for his role uh, with the Panthers yesterday. It's sprayed on. It looks sprayed on. Um, it almost has a almost has a little old school LeBron to it, doesn't it? Man, oh, let me go yeah, the kind of waxy, painted on kind of look. <laughs> it is. Um, it's. It's. I love Dom. Yeah. So, but you don't. But you have no insight into that. You've got. You not. You've never talked hair. Not, well, you want me strategies. to ask Dom? Dom, why the hair? I don't. I don't yeah. I'm not asking Dom. Dom, you do you, buddy. You know, sometimes good friends Ooh. let other good friends know I it's not call working. Dom a good friend. Oh, he's not. I thought no. y'all broke bread. Not no. bad. Hey, why they let that I can ask Tom like to that. ask Dom. I right, we're gonna have some. <laughs> I, I have some questions about you about your second favorite golf tour, the Live Tour. <laughs> That's not my second. Favorite. Oh, it's not. No. Now I think we all know. We've been told. We've been let known by you know uh, Bubba Watson or one of the other scurrilous yes. golfers on tour mm-hmm. that this team concept has oh. really caught on. I heard the latest is one of the golfers said he was in the Bahamas over the weekend and someone was asking him about one of the teams and how good they were going to be. Wow. Sure, they were That's cheap. Good. You consider yourself a pretty good sports fan. I think so. I know you have, for the most part, ignored the Live Golf Tour. I, I get have. it. So have I. I also know you've pre- probably never watched World Team Tennis. So no. I'm going to throw a nickname at you. And I need you to tell me is that a Live Golf Team? Okay. Or is that a World Team Tennis? Okay, I'm excited. Team. You ready? Mm hmm. The Fireballs, Dan. The Fireballs. Ooh, is that World Team that's Tennis? Dan Hicken, or is that Live? That's right. That's why I started there. Fireballs. I'm going to say that's Live. That is Live. Ding. We got that one correct. Thank you very much. All right, what about the smash, Dan? The smash, is that uh, live or is that 
World Team Tennis. That's got to be World Team Tennis. That's live, Dan. Oh! Yeah, yeah that's too bad. No! Yeah. That was a trick question. All right. Uh, the, the, the goats. How come I didn't get the one I got right with a, with a thank you? All right. Which one is the, um, <laughs> which one is live uh-huh. and which one is World Team Tennis? The Empire. The Empire. Is that live or is that World Team Tennis? I'm going to go again. I'm going to go World Team Tennis. That's World Team Tennis. Yeah! Boom, you got that one. New right. York Empire. All right, which of these is World Team Tennis, or is it um, Live Tour? The Breakers, Dan, the Breakers. World Team Tennis or Live that's, Tour? That's World League of American Football, the New Orleans Breakers. That's true, too. That we that's what I remember. Thank you very yeah, that's much. That's not Thank right. No, it's, that's not one of that's the That's tennis. That is tennis. Okay. The Lasers, Dan, the Lasers. Is that Live or is that World Team Tennis? The Lasers. Perhaps they'll be battling the Aces this weekend, as popular as the Lakers. The Lasers. I, this is a pure guess, but I'll go Live. Uh, the Lasers, World Team Tennis. Damn it. All right, uh, Hick. Uh, <laughs> the Majestics. The Majestics. Is that live or is that World Team Tennis? Majestics. Yeah, there you go. It's got to be it. golf. All right. What about? Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, and, uh, I hate this game. The Ripper. The Ripper. Jack. It'd be Jack the Ripper. The Ripper. Is that live or is that World Team Tennis? The Rippers. The Rippers. I'll say live. That is live. Uh, you know the aces are in live. What about the aviators, Dan? The aviators. The aviators. Is that world uh, team tennis or is that live? Hmm? I'm gonna go. I'm just guessing here. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I've never heard of the aviators and world team tennis, mm-hmm. nor live. So I'm gonna guess tennis. It is world team tennis. Congratulations. That's pure guess. And what about the cliques? The cliques, Dan. Is that world team tennis? The cliques. I might have seen because I yeah, was like, that's a so dumb weird. name. I think that's yeah. live. It is live. I don't understand. I, I was working at a deficit here. Yeah. If I would have included National Lacrosse League, I think I could have got you. Because, yeah. like, which one is uh, – I? what about the Roughnecks? Where are they? Roughnecks. Roughnecks is, again, World League yeah. of American Football. Yeah. They were Oklahoma Roughnecks. <laughs> That's the National Lacrosse League, Dan. Yeah. What about the Rush? The Rush. Is that live? Is that World Team Tennis? Or is that – the National Lacrosse League. It's, it's too much for me to process. Yeah, see, that's what okay, I'm saying. You lost yeah. me now. They, they're trying to sell a team aspect, and honest to God, if you stop your average sports fan, I got one other like harbinger. I got into I driving in, rim. driving in, talking to your boy, the Bitman, today because oh. he stays up late working out west, and I'm driving in early. So you know, Good we're grace. talking about five fifteen in the morning Eastern time, and yeah, he's you know he's a live guy. He's just how he he's is. Counterculture. Not surprised yeah, in the of, least. Of course not. So anyway, but part of it lack is, of he, character. He also works for a television station out there that is a CW affiliate. Oh, they're pumping it up. And so, well, so I've made a bet with him. Uh-huh. Okay, he he made the bet. The PGA Tour, with its minuscule field this weekend, comparatively, mm-hmm. especially to the designated events, we had a bet that on Sunday afternoon at ten o'clock at, at noon, yeah, when it's coming, when the PGA is on and the live has already been on for two hours, mm-hmm. which would be higher rated, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'll, I and I went I with the PGA the tour. tour. Yeah, yeah, it won't even be close. There's a nobody few, knows where the where to find it or it's, it's on. It's or. beyond that, Dan. Mm-hmm. Never mind that they don't know where to find it. The reality is this, if you could pick one of the broadcast networks that is least in line with golf fan demo, it would be the CW. The okay. CW is teenage uh, dramas and, you know, uh, Dr. Phil and, and, and golf guy is, you know, 39 to 65, who's now been around long enough that he plays golf. He's taken interest in it. They don't know what CW is. Yeah. Who watches the CW? Yeah. Unless you find a sports a sport event 
Shout out to our friends across the river. Don't mean to disrespect. Yeah. We're sitting in the CW facility for that matter. No worries. But I can't wait to see Wade Ornsby get after it. Ornsby, yeah, it is a. I'm bummed to learn about Huddy. Huddy Swafford out for the year. Well, I I said this too, as far as an argument. I I don't care because look, unlike you, I I will watch it this weekend. I don't care. I like to watch golf. I just, but I, I I know whose bread is buttered by how they play and whose bread is buttered by just here's some free exhibition golf money. But that's fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. There are only two golfers on the live that resonate, Hick. Maybe three if Patrick Reed is playing great golf. But other than Dustin Johnson and Cameron Smith, I take Billy Horschel, who's playing this week, is as good as anybody else on live. Okay. After Cam Smith and Dustin. I would argue that the players on PGA Tour at the tougher golf courses we can will play much better than the guys well, again, making all this, that free money. This uh, And I have bets with you, Matt, every, all you guys about one of these cats winning a major. And I'm just telling you, guys like young, the young dudes ain't never going to win because they have no, they're just taking the money, playing the exhibitions. Ain't like Chucky Three Sticks is going to go win a... Well, he hadn't before. Right. That's what I, I mean. Just, ain't I, like, I ain't like Paul I Casey is all-time check casher. Ain't like he's going to win a major. Well, and he hadn't before. Ain't like HV3 is going to win a major. Well, he, ain't and, like... And he hadn't before. Sergio has, but he ain't going to win a major. And, and he wouldn't had he stayed there. Uh, Patrick Reed, the cheater, ain't going to win a major. Now, that's Sue a, me. Uh, you, for me, for this conversation that you're having with me right now, because mm. I, I don't agree with what you're saying, that's you fine. But mm. well, my point would be, you got to include guys that if they were on tour, would they win a major? Don't get me guys guys that if they were on PGA Tour, you'd say but the same thing. But that's my point. There's only like two, five or six guys who potentially could win maybe a major a Leishman, who play for Liv. You know, maybe a Leishman. I, I don't know if there's that many. Yeah. I, I don't. Brooks Kepka. if you watch the Netflix uh, series going on right now, he ain't winning a major mm-hmm. anytime soon. I guess my point is this. The guys that can or can't win a major, I mean, you're, you know, you're being blanket. None of them will, which is fine. Correct. That's your opinion. Yeah. I think that Cam Smith could wake up and go win a major. Right. It does not matter where he's playing. I think Cam Dustin, Smith is the guy. I think who, Dustin Johnson could still, he's 38 years old. Yeah. If he feels like winning a major one week, he could still win a major. Yeah. But to your point, I, I don't know if it's because they're on live, though. I don't think any of those other guys are winning majors because I don't think no matter what tour they're playing on, are they winning majors? Well, I think that their senses will be dulled, their competitive spirit will be lost, and they won't. What about the team competition? And they won't be able to handle. You know, 16, 17, and 18 on Sunday if they look up and see themselves on a leaderboard. I would suggest to you if one of those guys is going to win a major, it's because of weather conditions. They got out early. They shot a 65, and it holds up. on uh, Their total score holds up, and it, as none of the leaders who are playing through typhoons can win. So, But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it fun. I so. just like watching golf. I know you do. You know, I mean, if I had to choose between the two. But I, what, what, but here's what bothers me about the live. Yeah. And all the other factors can be, yeah. you, you, they can be more important for some than others, where it comes from, where the money is, who is there, what the personalities are. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, th- this is why, to me, the PGA Tour will be so preferential forever. You're playing for your competitive existence. I like that. That's how professional sports should be. Yeah. You can, I'm not sure if you get paid without performing if you're a professional. Mm-hmm. You're a, I don't know what you are. You're part of the staff. Your staff. Mito went live too, didn't he? Yeah, but again, you're gonna sell me. So what? He's no, no. better. Again, no better than Billy Horschel. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. That's cl- this week's clearly, story. It, well, clearly so mentally damaged from blowing a major, choking away a major, a major in his hands. Oh sure, he got tased on the 18th tee though. It wasn't yeah. his fault. He'll never be the same. So yeah, go take your money and go. I, I won't watch it just out of principle. I'll watch it just because I like to hit well, guys getting hit golf shots. But what I won't do is care who 
who won or give them the credit that you would get if you were playing against guys who meant it and needed it. Yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what those guys do. They all get paid the same. Yeah. It'll be interesting, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let it ride. We'll let it ride and we'll, we'll see how it goes and we'll see what the live does. You know, we'll see what the live does. I get, I found this one cat just for live news. He's like the insider who has like a thousand followers. And that just makes me chuckle every time I, I just don't sell it that it's there. the same. That's what annoys me about the live when they trump it like it's the same or it's better. It's growing. No, it's not. It's a bunch of guys getting paid. They're going to say the company line and that's fine. I'll still watch them play golf. But yeah. just like I would watch a skins game in the offseason or, you know, Tiger and Rory versus Ricky and just that's what live is. It's that Thanksgiving Day golf match mm-hmm. that we watch every year. And the fact that it's being positioned as anything more is disingenuous. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do this. We'll uh, take a break. We'll keep it rolling here on the drill. It's a Thursday edition. Catch chat scheduled up next. And uh, we'll keep going. Talk some Jags football and such here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. There we go. There we go. We're back. Here we go. Cat Chat time brought to you by Shark Coatings. Hello, Cat. Yes. Hello. Yes. The artist formerly known as the Cat. It's beautiful out there. Weather warming up. Pools oh, are warming man. up everywhere. You got to remind everybody, if you're going to be using your pool, now's the time to get work done on it. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. a lot of people getting their pools ready right now since they're not. I was asking you, you're not swimming in yours right now. Not yet. No. I but, will be soon, though. But you will be soon. So we got a lot of people getting their pool decks. Yes. Uh, recoded and ready for the, for, uh, the 2023 summer here. Oh, summer's upon us. Heck yeah, man. 80 degree temps. Golly. Spring at least. Yeah. Let's just hope. The only negative right now with the weather is the players is just around the corner. And we got this string of beautiful weather. I don't. Oh. I I can't go through what we did last year. Last year was rough. Cannot have that again. If they have it again, they're going to sit there and honestly say we're moving it back to May. Yeah, maybe just late March. Maybe just like last. That was uh, that was brutal last year. Yeah, yeah. so hopefully, yeah. hopefully they won't. What's going on, man? How no, are you? No, like I said, pool decks. Yeah, uh, a lot of outdoor stuff right now. Patios, people doing that. We got the home show coming up uh, next weekend. So obviously mm-hmm. everybody's in oh. that. This is the time of year everybody's in the mindset of home improvement projects. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you got put, some concrete out there. Give us a shout. Have you put the uh, Have you put the Jag season to bed in your mind? Are you you into the off season mode right now, Cat? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. W- since get obviously you know now being a a civilian not, mm-hmm. right. not having to be inside that building you don't have to live it right 365 days a year so boys must have got a little playoff check though this year a little bonus oh, yeah. money yeah, had yeah a couple dubs or one dub in a two rounds saw so. saw um saw a friend at, a, at an event recently that works inside the building there mm-hmm. and, and we were talking about that and I said that's the one that's one of the things for the people and we named off some <clears throat> Bishko and, and mm-hmm. Jim Scott and mm-hmm. Some of the longtime guys in there, like Glenn Fisher. Has <laughs> <laughs> anyone seen TV's? Fish? TV's Glenn Fisher. Forever, TV's Glenn Fisher. Seen him he, I think he's still doing the doo wop show. He's got a yes. doo wop radio show. He does. Show. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 89 yeah. point whatever, yeah, whatever man. they are over there. TV's Glenn Fisher. <laughs> but no, we, I, we were talking about <laughs> to your point, fish Dan, of the day. Showed me the ropes. The guys, uh, the guys who've been in that building a long time. This was a real, it was really cool to see them get this again well now they're here to stay these you guys know. are going to have the best era in the history they're about to go 10 years right. being a playoff contender and right a, well, and, they got, and, and go to a super bowl they got to prove it i mean yeah. the, the 96 sure. 7 8 9 is a really good run uh, just missed it just didn't have that yeah. lombardi trophy, i think this but, team has even more 
upside than that one did. Oh, yeah. Because this, of Trevor, uh, though. Yeah, they don't right. have more talent than that team. No. Those teams. Okay. No, but because of the way the league's set up. And this is no disrespect to Mark Bruneau. He's an awesome quarterback, a three-time yeah. Pro Bowl. I, don't get me wrong. It's I, funny I because, because 2022 was very reminiscent of 96. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now can they do what they did so. in 97? Yeah. It but, seems like it's going to be a kind of repeat. Yeah. Gonna, we're going to you know win the division, yeah. and, and hopefully we don't stumble like we did in the playoffs. Right. 97, uh, 98, but one of those years was – we had like 15 dudes on injured reserve. Yep. The year we lost to the Jets. Yeah. Was not a good. We had too but many still, guys down. Still won. You know, yeah. Just didn't win at all. Yeah. yeah. And then 99. Also, we I'll tell you something. Had else the hell of a run. You know, but. I talk a lot about. I'm a big DNA believer. Okay. And the mm-hmm. overall DNA of the Jags is terrible. But I will say this: we got really good playoff DNA. Yeah. We Fine got a, wins. We're like 500 in playoff history, yeah. right? I mean, we're not yeah. very rarely one and done. And so hopefully that DNA kicks in as we become good and. We're in that tight game at Kansas City with 13 seconds to go. Maybe we can stop them and, you know, take that extra step. I uh, came up with a question on the fly this morning in the 6 o'clock hour. Thanks for being there, Dan. What? Um, and so I'll ask you guys. Who knew? I wasn't there either, Dan. I don't Thank think you. they're going to. Can we agree that last year's free agency class, if not the best in team history, may be second best to whatever that Boye, Tayshawn Gibson, Barry Church, Calais, that whole group. I don't know. That was if those, a good group. I don't know if they were all the same year, though. I think Boye preceded those guys by a year, maybe. But anyway, I mean, last year, let's just re- just remember. Oh, one year. You yes. got the three pass catchers. Mm-hmm. You got Foye Lewican led the NFL in tackles. And the best of them all just plays the most anonymous position. Brandon Sheriff was terrific. Yeah. You know, we added a terrific guard. That's a really good impact class. That, Very good. That, that contributed probably greatly to Trevor's development. Well, it drove. It, it needed to be, and it made us yeah. a better team because the draft class was not. Correct. So Correct. the fact that we hit with the free agency was was huge, and it's almost the opposite of the previous. Well, you've year. gone over this though. We t- we talked about this last week when you're saying, "Oh, well, stop stop after that five game losing streak," and we weren't saying this. Like for sure, first, of course. You but, know, what I mean, it was right. one of those things but, that it flipped in the middle of the season and, and suddenly the arri- took off. we went from arri- we went from waiting to arriving to arrive. Yeah. I mean, Trevor's arrived. There is no step back. He's not going to. Trevor's not going to have twenty one touchdowns, seventeen picks. It's impossible. He's not going to do that. He's not going to. Be that kind of quarterback. Well, say, that kind of don't they? The sophomore slump. Right. You know, they call it. Oh, you're going to yeah, come. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. great, but he didn't have yeah. even the. He, he had the freshman follies. He had the, that's what he had. <laughs> well, so, so we'll. So this is the third year. He's going to be great. Second, it's going to be better. Yeah, We're going to jump up to 38 touchdowns. That's what I mean. Picks. My yeah. point is, I think he's going to. He's skipping yeah. the fresh. The sophomore. Here's slump. a question I had for you. To go back to the question I had at six. Give me your top five free agent signings in Jaguars history. By the way, Jimmy Smith and. You know, James Robinson, That's they're luck. not eligible. I mean, free agents. Oh, my gosh. There's so not many. Not waves. Free there's not agent? a ton. There's one, to me, number one came quick, and number two was the only one Calais to rival is one. one. Calais is one. Yeah. There's only one other free agent to me who rivals Calais as far as impact and talent. Yurkovic. <laughs> no. That's that's interesting one, though. I'm not going to laugh at it. Keenan. Keenan. Yeah. Keenan is two to me. Yerkovic did a lot. I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, the, no, but the, you, Malik Jackson, Gary Walker, those are mo- much more impactful. Mike P. Mike P's a Mike good P. one, but I put I, he didn't make my five, but he's a good one. Mike P was real good for a bunch of years for us. Got puzzle us, though. I'll keep pause pause over. Mike oh P. yeah, you know pause. Just, I had pause. Pause was a better yeah, for sure. A better free agent. Free agent Mike P's there. in the ten. Big Sears. I had him third. Me. Yeah. May, that I, that may be because I like him so much and work with him. But Sears, I had. No, him. Like, he's a hell top. of a sign. He, he was good. good. Right tackle yeah. for us. Right, I mean, right That's tackle. That's three. And so my and my blindside tackle. My yeah, fifth, my yeah. fifth was another. So I had Calais, and since you've named Mari, I had Calais one, Keenan two, 
I had Surf 3, I had Pause 4, and then my number 5 was also, well, I won't tell you. My number 5 was between two or three guys. And I settled on a guy who was also on that 2017 team. Who? A.J. Boye. Uh, yeah, he had a Terrific huge. year. He was One awesome. year. No. Yes. No. One great year. He 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 came the year before they got good. I think he was in in part. I no, mean, he was solid. He came seventeen. He had one great year, and then he went down the tubes fast. In my opinion, the one yeah. year that he did have, he was 17. a top rated corner. He was in terrific the in seventeen. Yeah, he did kind of fizzle. Well, that's out. my list. Go ahead and give me your. List. <laughs> I mean, any of those other guys you mentioned are better than him, in my opinion, though. Yeah. Oh, he, he was good. He had no. six picks. I mean, we one haven't year. Had, we but we got him for one who, year. Okay, what free agent have we had who had more than one good season? Uh, Mike P. Puzz. No. Well, how many playoffs uh, did those teams Sears. go? I'm talking about team success. I'm saying oh, team led success. does did team, the team success. Did the team have success. Yeah. I mean, the impact that AJ Boya had in what we were well, in 2017. In his is, one year, he was the best corner statistically. Yeah, he he, he was. I thought he was here for three. That's oh, fine. He, he was here I'll for give you a guy. No, he was here for two. 17 and 18. 17, 18 and 18, 19, 19. he won very good. I would. Uh, we saw things at 18 that made us go, oh, God. Well, he got hurt. He didn't play as much. Yeah. He was not terrible. But, yeah, yeah to your That's point. Your point's fair. It's easier you, to do it's a bad your list. I'll give you, well, again. <laughs> it's easy to do a bad list. Uh, Mike. That's not a bad list. I gave you the hey, top four. Speaking of bad ones, I mean, you Joe, said John Yurkovich hey, number two. You're an idiot. <laughs> no, I was just bringing up. I was just bringing up free agents that. Was I love Yurko. He was. I'll give you. He was great on uh, on our show. What about Monday Night Show? Wasn't Smingy a traditional free agent? Yes. He should. What, does he belong in the top ten? Yeah, he's up there. What about? I tell you, a guy that I, I almost. Smangy came in with. Uh, I'll give you an underrated Bowens. guy. Yeah. What right. about the Mangler? What about the Mangler? Mangler was original ten. That's a street free agent. That's street free agent. That's street free agent. That doesn't okay. count. Yeah, original ten. That's guy. Jimmy. Jimmy's <laughs> number one. If you're just talking about guys that are I, available and you went Man, not. I, and, and what they turned out to be. Yeah. yeah. Nobody got more out of, out of. His career than he's the Mangler. Still Mangling. I love the yeah, Mangler. He's Shout the best. Out. Friend of the program, friend of the radio station. He's listening right friend now. Friend of the Absolutely. community. Absolutely. There's, there's nothing but good things to say mm-hmm. about the Mangler, mm-hmm. Greg Huntington. Um, I'll give you a guy that you may not think of. Okay. All right. But I would argue that Malik Jackson. Mm, he was huge oh, impact. 17 guy was really good. I'll get I take he Kyle Brady f- over Malik Jackson. Oof. Malik Jackson did it pretty good here for three or four years. Did he? Yeah. He yeah, did. had an eight sack year. Went to the Pro Bowl in seventeen. Kyle Brady and Mercedes Alpha leader. I don't know. Similar, similar. Look, in that the they point didn't get here credit. is, if we were doing a bust list, much like the draft, we'd be just overflowing with suggestions. Yeah, yeah we haven't yeah, had yeah. grand slams. You could argue Calais and Keenan are grand slams. Everybody else yeah. has yeah. their pluses and minuses. Yeah, either by how long they played here, or you know, like Natron means Clyde Simmons. Those are street free agents. Those don't count. That's not, you know, go get them in free agency. That's guys get waived and you pick up training camp cuts. Yeah, Malik gave us two good years. And was here for three. We he was here had for three. The, I mean, the bigger point is we haven't had guys that have come in and started no. for eight years. No. Natron doesn't count. No. no. He was released in camp and you picked him up. He's on waivers. Hmm. I'd be like, uh, Jimmy. like Clyde Jimmy. Simmons. You don't yeah. have to fight with anybody over that. Waivers, you're the first... No, they, uh, right. maybe no one else asked for him, but yeah. you put in your waiver claim. That's how you get him. You're not bidding. He He's talking him. about free agent yeah, signings. Yeah, you, you like, lure him and like you some pay of the, him. Like some of the greats, like Jerry Porter. Sure. Uh, Hugh Douglas. <laughs> I was just about to say Jerry Porter yeah. because I heard somebody Troy on Troy Williamson. I heard somebody. Troy Williamson. Shout out. Number eight pick Chris, overall. Chris Ivory. 
we go. Hey, that joker like he go. was Adrian Peterson. But he had, had a little testicular problem. About, Got as big as a balloon, Jerry apparently. Jerry, Jerry Porter Jr.? He's a terrible yeah. dude. He was he, not a good human either. No, it's either. Joey Porter Jr. That's the Steeler guy. Okay. Jerry it's Porter not, was no the receiver relation. that no, came here. With, yeah. the, with the T-shirt. Sure. Yes. Wore the T-shirt. I was had worse than that. Finger. He had another one that said, the other white meat. I yes. mean, you're talking about a bad dude. Right. Like, I mean, that's just not good middle, He wore a middle finger T-shirt when, on media time yeah. when media walked into the thing. Yeah. And, this and for it. what, by the way? No one had ever even done anything to him here. Right? What about my guy? What about the dude? He was always a tough one to interview was – Georgia kid. Uh, is it Clemens? What was his name? Chris, Chris Clemens. Clemens. Yeah, yeah, I was in and out. Wasn't Chris it? Clemens. What about him? <laughs> he used to give you guys such Yeah, he was no fun. <laughs> there was a handful over the years that when me- when it was media time, yeah. that they would they yeah. would deliberately like make it make oh, yeah. hard, oh, yeah. be rude. Yeah. And then, then there was a lot of guys, and it probably still goes on, but the guys who are like, as soon as it's media time, suddenly they, they, take, leave. they take their clothes off. Oh, yeah. Like- I- there's like there's always a dude in the group that's like yeah. oh, the media's coming in and just strips down there yeah. just just to make it awkward. I, I think at the very top though you you would find just based on you know Cal Brady the, liked to do personality is uh, completely different, but I, I think Hugh Douglas, Bryce Pop are the most disappointing free agents. Oh yeah, or what you thought you were. Oh, getting. Bryce Pop was for it's sure. Pop. Oh, Hugh Douglas. I think Pop was worse than Hugh Douglas. I do too. Just no, what no, you no, expect. No. Uh, what's his name? The defensive back who came down here. Remember. Um, Aaron Ross. Aaron Ross. His greatest contribution was watching his wife in the Olympics. Yeah. His his yeah. greatest contribution to us was that I got to I got to bring his wife on the field and do a skit with her. Yeah. You know, after the Olympics yeah. and stuff. But yeah, yeah. His- Jerry Porter was bad. They expected big things. They drafted him in 08 to be the guy, and he was just awful. Yeah. But well, you miss sometimes. <laughs> Some guys are Hugh, Hugh admitted he just took the money. I mean, he just flat out said, I, I just want vacation the or something. Yeah, this is my vacation. What a jackass. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway. Get that check. Get that check. Cat, uh, it's great to see you, my man. What else? Uh, Go get your shark coatings right now. It's a good time coatings. of the year. Shark4coatings.com for all your uh, information. Get that free estimate, man. That's right. I'm heading over to the Humane Society right down, right around the corner here. All right, cool. After this, checking out some floors for them. So all right. Commercial all right. floors, residential floors, all that stuff will be at home show next week. We'll talk about that on Thursday of next week. But uh, get your estimates, folks. Okay, cool. That's Cat Chat. Uh, we'll see you again next Thursday. We're back with more. It's Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday on The Drill. The Drill, from the studios at Republic Services. We'll handle it from here. Nobody covers the Players' Championship like 1010XL. There's very little golf courses that test us as much as this one does. Get live Southeast Orthopedic Specialist Leaderboard updates. Brought to you by... Current home rate is over 6%. Listen, you can get a quick, easy refi at Loan Pronto. Wipe out all those cards. Close in about 14 days and cut your overall expenses by $500 a month or more. Right now, Lone Pronto is doing refis with APRs in the fours. Call now to take advantage of this big rate drop. Get those credit cards to zero, start that home improvement project, or get out of that 7% loan you were forced into last year. Call Lone Pronto, 904-999-1508. That's 904-999-1508. Or go to LonePronto.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS 1661781, subject to lender approval. Don't suffer another day with cheap box store cornhole boards. Order your custom luxury boards from Mystic Corn. is powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Dan Hicken, we suppressed so many hold painful on, memories. Why? What, what, this fits in perfectly with what I'm about to say. He's out. Who's out? He left. He left darkness. Aaron Rodgers has concluded his retreat. <laughs> nice.
Well, the Tiffany's. Now we'll wait to see. Reach. He, uh, he I hope Sky that, Cave Retreats. Sky Cave There's retreats. a company that does this that preys on Fruit Loops. Do they hand fruit, you fruit cakes? Do they hand you the ayahuasca when you go in, or I think you got to take it in on your own. It's B Y O H. Sky Cave. <laughs> Welcome to Sky Cave Retreat. Darkness therapy: the practice of going into complete darkness for extended periods of time. Then I got this stoner guy. Is the first guy I see. He, he's all <laughs> trying to tell me how good it is for him. He looks like hell. I just walked out of this. Now I got this little kid telling me. Uh, is he on the hallucinogens also, or there's he? his mom? Oh, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> I have never felt parents better. Parents in this country, they're really they're, illuminated. We, we got a bunch of parents in this country that need a reality check on a variety of different platforms if you're putting your this kid, lady's moved used to, to tears. Be, hey by the way by the way <laughs> I, I i say this in all seriousness yeah it used to be if you put your kid in a darkness retreat for four days they took your butt to jail for child abuse it's a sanctuary in the wilderness i didn't they if you went home you today they'll have Aaron if, on this hey what if you locked the boy king in a closet for the next four days you think Ooh. dcf's down with that or I no think, i don't think they'd go for that are they still dcf or there's something else yeah oh no they still dcf all right Right. They used to be so, what were they back in the day? Uh, H something. What was it? Should we call these HRS? guys? HRS? Maybe it's HRS way back in the day. Oh, call these guys ECF for a while. Uh, we can get in touch with them at 856-375-4343. Where is it? Ashland, Oregon. Yeah, we should hit them up. We should hit them up and say, hey, man, is Aaron there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could really. Hey, this is the Jets. Is Aaron around? <laughs> How about this? How about we take the bit to the extreme and we just fly out and do a little right. darkness retreat ourselves this this summer. Then we'll just go play Band and Dunes while we're there. I mean. Well, there you go. Uh, by the way. Um, Outside in the light, it's beautiful. <laughs> How about we just go there and, during the daytime? <laughs> well, that wouldn't be a darkness retreat, <laughs> so that, that wouldn't work. Yeah. Uh, we, we're getting some reminders on the 1010 XL uh, text line. That um, I got no pricing here on it. I'd like to see the pricing a lot, as well. A lot of money. I mean, it, it takes a lot to shove a guy in a closet and slide him in some spam a couple times a day. Here's maybe some fruit. Cheese and crackers. Now that I no longer desire all, I have it all without desire. Some people go to church, Aaron. Give it a whirl. Um, anyway, just looking. We, it up. We, we He's su- out. He's we, out. He's left the facility. We suppressed the harsh memories. The pain is uh, too much, but we got some. Uh, we we missed some of the bad ones. The bust. Yeah, boys are good at remembering the bad. Ju- Julius Thomas. Oh, expected a lot from him. He gave oh, us nothing. Man. Aaron Campman. First exhibition game. He- Bent his finger backwards, and he was out for, like, the year. Julius Thomas is getting a lot of... Uh, Julius Thomas was a Peyton Manning creation. He should thank oh gosh, Peyton Manning yeah. oh God. Well, every day we for the rest of his life. We paid him a lot. Here's another good one. Toby Gerhardt. Oof. Oh, Toby. I'd put Chris Ivory over him because they paid Chris Ivory. And this was, like, the year after they had drafted uh, uh, TJ Yeldon. I mean, oh, gosh, we've been so bad. We've done some dumb things. Yeah. Five year, forty six million. Was that Julius Thomas? At the time, yeah. it was huge. I Five mean, years, forty six million with the Jazz. That's already nine million then, and we just saw right now the franchise numbers like twenty four million guaranteed. Yeah, we gave him a lot. He stole from us. Julius, can we get our money back? Good gracious! I wonder if does Shot ever sit there and go, man, I gave out a lot of guaranteed dollars to a lot of bums. That's price of doing business. It should be a hobby. You're a billionaire.
Is that what it is? It doesn't mean anything. It's a hobby. Be like you were paid. A, oh, I'm really ticked off. I paid that guy 240 bucks to play for me for three years. I'm gonna tell you how bad. Literally, Julius, that kind of ratio. Dugans are right about Julius Thomas. I'm gonna tell you how bad about Julius Thomas was. We talk about tight ends here all the time with Evan Ingram's season, and nobody ever brings up Julius Thomas. That's because Julius Thomas never like came up. Well, he had 46 catches one year and five touchdowns his first year with Jacksonville. Yeah. Then he had 30. Then he went to Miami, played a year, and then he said, I'm done. You know who else was uh, – I don't. was he free agent? Was Audric a free agent signing? Yeah. Yeah, he was no good. No. We've had a bunch. He's a pain in the rear. But I'm talking about guys that were, could have at least some point been argued to be an all-star level when they came. That's the thing about, like, Thomas and oh, yeah. he Douglas. Was a, he was a big hit. And- yeah. You know, those type. The thing with, with Chris Ivers, he never played like he was a stud, and we gave all that money. That was an all-timer, man. You had another good one, Aaron Campman. Yeah. I, he's forgettable. I don't even remember Aaron Campman. He must have been one year only. I think he was a one-year guy. Did we won and done him? I don't remember Aaron Campman doing Let's a see thing. see what old Aaron did was with that us. that Del Rio era? Who was that? Aaron was here in uh, 10 and 11. And Aaron had, oh, boy, Aaron got us. Played eight games in 2010 and got his four sacks and then played. By the way, that's a team leader around these parts of these days. But Three anyway. games and got his no sacks. So he was hurt the whole time. We got nothing. Uh, he had 15 and a half in 06. He had 12 and seven, but we signed him after a three and a half sack nine game season. He was breaking down. He broke down and he was done. Um, I see that uh, uh, President Biden and the White House have relented and they are going to invite the Georgia Bulldogs to the White House. Now, have they made the announcement yet that the meeting will actually be in Denver or no? <laughs> Why is it in Denver? Well, I mean, that's where they moved the All-Star game. I mean, if we can't have the All-Star game in Atlanta <laughs> because, of, because of, you know, Major League Baseball can't do that. Why then- didn't they invite last Georgia year last year allegedly because of covid which is an absolute joke no. it was 20 that's what was it, it was that was, was the reason they they used because was it of herschel COVID. no I, well mate you mean the real reason yeah. I, I don't know they used covid as the excuse and then they weren't going to invite him again this year and i guess the georgia representatives uh you know piped up and now they are so okay. but again as far as i know you uh dog fans won't have to like dial in denver that afternoon apparently that's only major league baseball and the atlanta braves that they pull those shenanigans with just say, <laughs> George's got some issues off the field, Hick. I mean, look, it gets publicized a little bit more, but I mean, yeah. these haven't been minor things. I mean, you, you, yeah, racing on a highway is a dangerous deal. We've seen here in Jacksonville what that's led to, right? That's been a big problem. A lot of arrests. They really cracked down on it. And you're an all SEC linebacker playing in a very high profile. You probably don't need to be out ru- racing the streets. No, that's not smart. Um, and misdemeanor charges, but racing on highway streets and reckless driving, according to the Clark County Jail booking records. You know, it's especially, you know, untimely because they just they've had a car accident that ended in tragedy this off season with involved the football program and it shouldn't have driving vehicles they shouldn't drive. You know, a, a football ops young lady with a couple of players should should you even have been two thirty in the morning, and now you know and now. You know, another issue when it, when it comes to getting behind the wheel. Uh, can I have some pop quiz music, please? Oh, boy. E. Manuel Thalorand. E, how do you say, uh, how do I greet you in your native tongue? Bonjour. Oh, simple. Yeah. Bonjour. In, in the morning is bonjour. Uh-huh. Afternoon is bon, bon après-midi. Good bon après-midi. Après. Apoi midi. Midi. That's good afternoon. Bon apoi midi. That's pretty good. Bon apoi midi. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. 
But I can't do that. I just say bonjour to you in the morning. In the morning is correct. Okay. Oui, oui. Uh, Jeffrey, oui. <laughs> uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> okay. Played 16. What are you asking me? Playoff games in their history. The Jags have 16? Yeah. Nice. What I'd like you to do is tell me the five franchises that have played the most playoff games in NFL history. Ooh, so it's NFL history, which means we're going way, way we're back. We're going to go over under four and a half. The only thing which that means th- I think you can get five or four. Four at the, the least. The only thing that throws you best. here is how much. How the league has expanded. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't even yeah. know how many playoff games they played in 1941. Did Obviously not a lot. Play one and then the championship, yeah. or do they only play one? Right. So I think the four and a half has been a little bit. I don't know if that's fair, quite frankly, but I'll give it a whirl. Most playoff games. Most playoff games in NFL history, the top five franchises. Well, I'm going to go Packers. Packers are third with 61 games. They're 36 and 25. 61 games. All right. It's just a matter. I don't know how long some teams are around. I mean, 60. I would think the Packers. Here's where I've got trouble. I got I would, trouble. I would think the Packers would be number one. Okay. I really would. I would think they would have the number. No- All right. Well, let's go with, uh, let's see. They probably did three. Oh, man. No, they were so terrible before Top that. Top five playoff games. <sighs> franchises playoff games. For so many, I gotta say the 49ers. I mean, they may not have had enough in the early days. 49ers tied for fourth. 59 games. 36 and 23. All right. Um, That's two, ladies and gentlemen. That's two. All right. Um, yeah, I'm now I'm just gonna look. Yeah, I want to say this. I want to stay the Steelers, but before you know, Noel got there, they were just just awful. So, um, man, there's some good teams here, man. How about the, uh, top five? How about French. the Colts? Ugh, I may have lost it there. I may have lost it with the Colts. Colts lost it. Yeah, Colts lost. That's it's not you as easy what? as it sounds. Well, I think it is. I think it's easy. It, it is. I agree with you. When I'm looking at the list, I always think it's really easy. Well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm not. But being, you said the Steelers. Being, you should have stuck. Yeah. Stuck to your guns. They're second. Yeah. I, okay. Steelers. They played 63. All right. Then I would Steelers, also. Steelers, Packers, Niners. What about the Giants? Now, see, that would be a good guess. Much better than the Colts, and they're not there. That's why it was well, again, there's a four nine. and a half. But America's team has played the most. Yeah, they, they, I, I thought of them. Yeah. But then they had that long stretch where they didn't win any playoff games. Yeah. While, like, I almost said, the, have the Patriots done it long enough? Patriots also have done it long enough. See, I, I, there I, you have I was going to get to the Patriots. I should have yeah. said them earlier. But Cowboys, Steelers, Packers, Patriots, Niners. I mean, yeah. marquee franchises. Yeah. Uh, all in the uh, 59 like, you're te- and up. You're tempted to say Bears. I mean, you you're tempted to go sixth? to the teams that have been around since the beginning. Right. Sixth is surprising. The right. Rams. Yeah. Then the Vikings, then yeah. the Giants, then the Eagles, then the Colts. You're getting decade dominance there. Like yeah. the Rams are there for the 70s, the Vikings for the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, if you dominate a decade and go every year, yeah. it adds up. But again, back in the day, you'd only play, well, you're still only playing three. They've yeah. been playing three. It's taken three to win the Super Bowl since the Super Bowl's around. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I should have gone Patriots earlier. If I said the bottom five in appearances? Yeah. Um, Oh, so this is like playoff game, total playoff game or their franchise. Yeah, and there's two, there's three that are obvious. Lions, and that's that's good. You, they're not the obvious one. So there's three that are obvious because of their. 
I'm sure. Yeah, okay, Houston. Right. Um, Detroit, Houston, us. Arizona never goes Carolina to the and Arizona. Yeah. There you have it. All right, this is the drill. I'm just thankful the Atlanta Falcons didn't show up in that explanation. Uh, it's a custom tree surgeon's Thursday. I uh, never asked you our one-to-one financial poll question of the day. I'd like to pop that in for you real quick. Bam, 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 bam. Excellent selection of music today. I just want to compliment you. I've, I'm always on point with the music. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed. I've had dancing. I've had yeah, uh, singing. I want to go sing this to my lady right now. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Name the artist then, Dan. Uh, this Come on. is. Uh, I know who it is. Yeah, I, I can tell. Oh my everything. Come on now. Everything is you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mary J. Bly. Mary J. Bly. Uh, anyway, our one-on-one financial poll question of the day. Most surprising, either way, hoops team in the state. <clears throat> the Gators at 14 and 14 and 7 and 8. This is easy to me. The Knowles at 8 and 20 and 6 and 11. FAU at 24 and 3 and 14 and 2. Or Miami at 23 and 5 and 14 and 4. It's to me, this is like a blowout like okay it's 100 percent, and then we do the the oh. bottom three it's fau who's never done anything in basketball they won in gainesville earlier this year probably gonna go to the tournament the question is fau have enough that if they don't win their conference tournament they're out that's a great question you know sometimes when you're in a league like that no matter how great you are we've seen teams go 17 and one in a smaller league and they don't win their i think i saw fau though earlier this year like net rankings wise in other words you know and some other let me look at that i think they actually may be okay at large well it's a good answer. 319 plus 319 votes. Uh, we have some time left at Dan Hickey if you'd like to vote. But FSU is the overwhelming leader, 55.2%. For the other way. Yeah. Uh, FAU is second, 20.1. Miami is third at 16%. And the gate is probably not surprising either way because they're probably about where most people thought they would be. Oh, uh, FAU is gold. They're gold. They're yeah. in. They're 20th in the net rankings. They're 22 and three. They. They got a couple of quad one wins, and they don't play. They don't get the opportunity. Yeah, they're 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 in no matter what. So mm-hmm. I would that would just cement that uh, for me. And FSU, look, it's obviously we're talking about opposite surprises, one to the negative, one to the positive. Well, we got some stuff uh, percolating down there in Gainesville, FLA, with the coaching staff. Is another one is jumping ship. Mm. Uh, we lost a D coordinator. I don't think that was necessarily a bad thing. We lost a tight ends coach. I can't tell you anything about the tight ends coach. Now we're losing a wide receiver coach, Kerry Colbert, uh, who's going to the uh, Denver Broncos. That's a loss. They Three like guys him. to the NFL that uh, in 36 hours. Now, look, when you have 50 on staff, you're probably going to lose some. But I don't know, man. I, I kind of think that, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're Billy Napier, maybe you hire some guys with some more, you know, like Jeff Collins is out there. You know, why He's not, been around for a while. Yeah, no name. A guy. That's what Bama always does. Yeah. Well, I say always. They started with the young, the Muschamps and Kirby's and those types. Yeah. But so he's expected to lead the program according to twenty four seven Sports. Um, That's all. I mean, he again. See what happened last year, and it's not like the team got better from point A to point B. That you know, it could be a mistake to say it's no big deal to lose your young defensive coordinator when actually. A lot of times you see the results in year two, right? Your players, the yes. scheme, a lot of things. So I, I don't think it's good to have the discontinuity like that. But and why can't you get guys to stay? I mean, I get going. They both went to the NFL, though. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, sometimes you can't stop that no matter what. 
the situation is. This uh, is I thought Tony was horrible last year, yeah. and everybody seems to ha- hold yeah, him in high regard. No. So, yeah, I don't know how it works. And I um, have just uh, stumbled across my favorite text of the day on the text line. Favorite like text of the day, yeah. please. Oh, yeah? e. yes. Favorite text of the day. Did Aaron uh, Rodgers see a shadow when he emerged from the hole, wondering if we have six <laughs> more weeks of winter left? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Very good. I like that one. That's a good one. I thought if he saw his sh- sh- uh, shadow, he would stay with Green Bay. If he didn't see a shadow, he's asking for a trade. Yeah, I heard some yesterday that they're saying, okay, we um, we think now he's going to stay, and the, this is much ado about nothing. Who? Huh? Stay with Green Bay. Yes. Okay. But who knows? I don't know. I, I don't – I mean – Look, he's a he's a legend in Packer land, and you certainly want it. But there's you got to be there's some apprehensiveness there. Green Bay, I think, fandom knows how lucky they've had it. They've had 35 years of good quarterbacking. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. They went Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer with no so blip good. in between. So good. So Favre actually started for them what in about 93, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking the Packers have had, and this just in, I you never know for sure. I'm going to go ahead and vote that Jordan Love is not a Hall of Famer. Are you? Yeah. Apparently they're... Um, That's fine. You never know. I guy sits for a couple, three years. Maybe that helps him and he's ready, but... Yeah. He ain't going to be Aaron Rodgers. We know that. Rodgers is a top, you know, arguably five guy all time. Uh, from our industry, media mogul industry, there was a horrible uh, a shooting in Orlando. Young yeah, kid. Just a young kid, man. I hate. He used to work at Channel 20 in Gainesville. I went down to Orlando. Were they at a crime scene or were they just somewhere different and, and they it were happened? At a crime scene to cover it. To cover it at like in the afternoon. The crime happened around 11. And the criminal returned criminal and shot? Return. Where are the cops? Are they've already come and gone maybe? I They may have been there too. I don't know. They he then be. went into a house and shot yeah. a little nine-year-old girl and killed her. Yeah, and um, well, Would he have gotten in the house and shot and killed if the cops were still there? That's my point. Right, because like the news team was out, they were covering. Yeah, the they may have wrapped shooting. up the investigation. Uh-huh. That's right. what I mean. And then yeah. he came back again. I yeah, mean, and then maybe heads up on that. A head on swivel. Crazy Dude. story. Yeah, crazy story and a horrible story. And it does illustrate a lot of times the some of the um, the challenges that some of the you know the danger zones that some of the media go into at times. Uh, to cover and, and more dangerous story. now than ever. I mean, yeah. society's off the rails. There's just more people. It's not that people do more. It's not that more bad things are happening percentage-wise, Hick. I don't believe that. It's just the population explodes. So what used to be 50 people messing off is now 500 people messing off and will someday be 5,000. And now you know, I mean, if there is something bad happens in Seattle, Washington right now in three minutes, we know about it. There's a lot of other factors yeah. before we, you know, face extinction. Yeah. Um, all right, just, Mr. Tennessee is on the fair and fair phone lines. And he I just extinct us. Yeah, just it's coming. Face One way or the other. I yeah. believe. I believe that there is a you know there's already a game plan in place. So. End game. Yeah, I, I think I know how the end game happens. I don't think it's in our lifetime, but it's yeah. coming. All right. I'm just saying. Hello, Charlton. Good morning, fellas. <laughs> Hello. Hey, I have a quick question for What's you guys. What's that? What do you Something got? That happened in college basketball. What's last wrong? Night that you didn't lose. You lost again, did you? Well, you lost again. We, well, yeah, it's We're expected. not 14 and 14. Uh, we, did play, we did play it out in the gym there a few weeks ago. Oh! Speaking of, yeah, you did. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's highlight, of the, it's highlight of the year. Whenever you beat the number two team in the country, you know you've arrived. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. What happened in that in that? What are you talking about? Night? What do you mean? I'm talking about the three. Did you watch the game, Jeff? No, Dan. I hate Gator Bat. I didn't watch it at all. Of course I watched it. So you saw the, the three fans grab yes. the guy yeah. during the game? 
Yes, Tim. They kicked him out of the game. What should they have done? Got, like death penalty or like, what's your point? Should have been a technical foul. There. Well, I mean, how's that not a technical uh, foul? May, you, maybe you it, impede the game. Yeah, maybe it should be. They missed that one, I guess. In case you missed it, three three youngsters on the front row last night. A Kentucky player kind of went into the stands or was running up the sideline. Uh, they just grabbed him and held him for a minute. I I call it home court advantage, Ted. I don't know what you call it. I think we should implement that. I think it make college basketball more exciting, Ted. I, I mean, I think Jimmy Dykes lost his mind. I, uh, he, he he was acting like there was some sort of like assault taking place. <laughs> they should never be allowed back in the building ever, ever. Put those guys in jail. <laughs> Every game I've watched, Jimmy Dykes is probably the biggest Gator fan there is. You Jimmy think? Dykes, yeah. Wearing oh, awesome. orange and blue. Oh, oh wow. There. Wow. Okay, well, Good. it wasn't like last that. night. Well, he's our favorite then. <laughs> but, who's who's are, the pro-Tennessee you know, guy? Who you got? Beth Mowens? She a big Tennessee gal? No, we got Dane. Listen. to play at Tennessee. Listen, Ten, you Dane know that. You, why, why would you call this show and talk it. Gator basketball? You know nobody cares. There's... There was about 4,000 there last night for Kentucky. There was more than 4,000. <laughs> that's, and that's another sad thing. I, I texted I think they, I, I think they, uh, Pross, I think I'm they um, put up the, the tarps in the upper deck last night. <laughs> Gator tarps. Gator tarps. <laughs> Oof. Good God. What's wrong with your programs down there? You All you down. got is swimming and diving. SEC Go champs, on. baby! I agree with what he said. It is garbage, 100%. Total garbage what they've allowed the football and basketball programs to become. Not even mediocre anymore. Bad. Bottom level. Yeah. Terrible. Bottom level. Oof. Jack A's. Depressing. It's not that hard. By the way, Dan. Yes, sir. You know, you, Kentucky's won five in a row in Gainesville. So, in your mind, you would think, oh, well, that's probably, you know, so what? They probably won 20 in a row at Gainesville at one point. They've been a basketball power. Mm-hmm. Florida literally did not play basketball until 1994. I mean, literally, they nothing. A couple of tournament appearances, never a Final Four, a joke of a program for a lot of years, right? Yeah. You know what Kentucky never did between 1962 and 1994? They never won five straight years in Gainesville. Wow. And this is not on Todd Golden. The previous guy lost four in a row there, so the majority of this streak is He won his own game this year against Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> be nice. You know what, Florida? I don't. In all fairness of objectivity yeah. and otherwise, I don't find yeah. a big difference after one year between these two guys. We'll see moving forward. Mike White brought in some McDonald's All Americans. Mike White had tournament teams. Mike White was winning tournament games, mm-hmm. and there needs to be a year two bump next year. I just don't know if there will be. You know what the all time record is between Florida and Kentucky in hoops? Tell me the, how many games they've played. They have played an even one hundred and fifty basketball games. All right, yeah, it's a uh, one hundred and 25 to 25. Oof. No. It's close, though. 109 yeah. right. 41. Yeah, that sounds about right. We have rattled off. We last won in Lexington in 21. We also beat them. Of course, Pat the boys swept them that one year. Jokum and the boys used to beat them, too. Yeah. Yeah, they did. We, uh, Jokum and the boys beat them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row. That would be our longest streak against the Cats. We beat them seven straight, Jeff. Wow. We've won one of the last. They were down, and ten. Florida was better than ever. Yeah, one of the last 10, though, of late. So, not good. Not good, Danny. So, anyway, yeah, the Gators lose last night to the Cats, and they are 14 and 14, and. Looking, who do we have left? We have LSU. We could win that. We got Vandy. Huh? Be a tough one. And we have uh, Georgia. Ole Miss. Georgia. Go to Georgia. Yeah, it's Georgia up there. Yeah. 
Oh boy. Um, just for the record of fairness here, last night the Gators had 95-40, and last year at home against Kentucky they had 97-88. So it's not like these killed I promise, basketball interests. I promise you I don't it wasn't 95-40. Uh, I'm talking about tickets sold or whatever. Maybe I saw the, all the Maybe pictures. there were 97 the yeah. year before uh, either, though. That's well, what maybe I'm saying. Not. Maybe not. I'm saying this downturn of Gator basketball or excitement is not Todd Golden's fault. That's all I'm saying. Next year, gloves off. Yeah. It's bet not to Golden yeah. or – but to Scott Strickland, who let loudmouth fans run his basketball program, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Right. Never doubled down on support for a guy who was winning. And, and by the way, you're completely eliminated from future discussion of Gator basketball if Golden flashes out real quick. Y'all do not count anymore. All of you that ran it and raved and hustled and knew more basketball than everyone and ran Mike White off and he couldn't do this and that. If Todd Golden comes here and for whatever reason, through four years, he's sub 500 or around 500, he's gone right. to no tournaments, yeah. y'all's opinion is now invalid forever. Yeah. Because that's, that, that is, it's not like you ran off Will Muschamp or Ron Zook or Jim McElwain or even Dan Mullen. Yeah. If he could win his last three games... At fourteen and fourteen, they'd be seventeen and fourteen. Last year, they were nineteen and thirteen. So, well, very, and again, they're worse this year because of everyone that left. They lost some of their best players. That Appleby's mm. tearing it up. Yeah, and you, and and but you're you were he was so hamstrung. This he does not have any excuses going into next year. You've had a whole year to work the transfer, the international market, the recruiting. Yeah. You need to upgrade your talent next year. Bruce Pearl won because he upgraded his talent, Dan. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what. And I'm not. I'm disappointed that I'm not hearing Todd Golden is some sort of Pied Piper on the recruiting trail. That's how you get to the next guy. Why is Alabama great? Because they're going and getting McDonald's All-Americans and top 10 players. Mm-hmm. That's how you go from good to great. All right, this is The Drill. We'll come back. We'll see what's <clears throat> trending and more right here on a Thursday edition on 1010XL. Uh, you know what? We're on the air and they're out there. We get it out. We call it a drill. Speed trap alerts. Guggen's looking after Guggen's right now. Both sides of Arlington Expressway near University Boulevard. Keep those speeds down. Keep that cash in your wallet. Keep these city streets safe. The Speed Trap Alert brought to you by Gatlin Truck Accessories. We roll on on the Custom Tree Surgeon Thursdays, nearing the end of this fantastically fast-moving, fun, exciting show. Oh, it's been a good one today. Critics are raving about today's That's performance. That's what I'm hearing. You know, uh, whatever. That's what I'm hearing. You know, I mean, what do you expect from a top 20 national program? Mid-market. See, now you go with that negativity, man. He is man. negative. I don't know what happened. He used to be Mr. Positive, and I would, I would I'd throw in a little, you know, passing Just keeping it real. I mean, yeah, you the know. tables have turned. Uh, Just keeping it real. Unbelievable. Back in the day, we would claim things we didn't have. Now we downplay what we do. I don't know what we're doing. Let's see what's trending. You ready? Born ready. It's brought to you by our friends at Pet Paradise. They're trending. You know why? Because if you're taking your pet anywhere else, you don't love your pet as much as your neighbor does. Because Pet Paradise, from the ultra-modern facilities, the unbelievable treatment that you get, satisfaction every time, uh, check them out online at PetParadise.com. Number five. The first-generation iPhone was recently auctioned off. Generation one. Gosh, we'd probably look at that thing and it looked like it was from the 1950s. Right? Wow. That's when they were little, right? They were little live. Remember how well, little it, they used to be? It was be? a little bit smaller, silver back. But I remember when it first came out, everybody, you could not get that thing. Remember when we had those big car phones they would install? No. The, no? Yeah, that's before <laughs> yeah, it's time. Probably don't. Yeah, the first ones. Are, if you yeah. went on the road, you'd have to take like a little suitcase yeah, big, for your phone. car phone. Uh, battery about the size of a shoebox. I'm not even kidding. So, fun fact. Yeah. Uh, before the military, before the radio, uh-huh. I used to work at a cell phone store. 
Okay. Uh, I was uh, at an authorized uh, retailer, mm -hmm. and so we had like a little museum of like all the ah, old phones and stuff. Gotcha. So I saw it, yeah. but I never saw it in action. Yeah, yeah. I'm an Android guy myself. Yeah, I, I, like whenever we send our group chat, our text, it's always that guy who got an Android to make everything green. I mean, y'all act like hey, there's not, it's like 90% iPhone and 10% Android. I mean, it, it, well, it's kind of like 85%. No, it's not 85%. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Well, anyways, that first generation <laughs> iPhone. Goodness, what's off, happening? Here? It auctioned it auctioned off for $63,000. Wow. Nick, do you know what you are? You probably don't even know. Yeah, don't know, Dano's, don't care. Dano's iPhone. Yeah, baby. Thanks for telling yeah, me. iPhone. Yeah. Had it for 12 years. He doesn't know. <laughs> iPhone, baby. Number four. So a lot of people didn't know who Mac McClung was up until he won the, the dunk that contest. That is true. But since he's won the dunk contest, he signed with Philly. He signed a deal with Puma, because I'm guessing he wore Puma shoes for the dunk contest. Wonderful. Smart move. And his average, he was his salary was a hundred K. Okay. After he, winning the dunk contest, alone he made a hundred K. He won that for that. He made his salary in one dunk contest. And he by the his, way, he should come back and go ahead and plan on winning again next year. Absolutely. Keep It'll that be, thing running. Like he's, he still has dunks that it's like, man, he, no, he I won the dunk contest and he didn't even do that. Yeah, come on back next year, bro. Mm. Number three. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg announces a new pay. Is Meta Facebook now? Is it not called Facebook anymore? I, I'm so they keep confused calling him Meta this. Yeah. Meta, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Meta World Peace. Okay. <laughs> what it means. Formerly known as Ron Artest. That's correct. Meta well, World well Peace. Well, now you can pay for your, your verification. Dan, are you paying for your verification? No. You sure? Yeah. Because you are verified. I know, but I ain't paying for it. <laughs> are they going to take that verification away from you? I don't you? know. What does verification mean? Blue it, check. It, mean, yeah, it means Dan Hicken says who he is. So nobody with a blue check isn't actually that person? There's nobody can scam that system? Yeah, you cannot. You oh. cannot scan the blue check system. Well, it is going to lead to, listen, we already get fooled by fake tweets. It's going to be a problem in the media. Because the media, oh, media used to work like this, E.T. Let me take you way back to the old days, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, where you, to report something, actually had to confirm it on your own, and you had to do it from more than one source. Now, how you report in the media is if somebody tweets something, you run with it Retweet eight seconds it. later. Yep. So, that matters. It does. The update mimics Twitter's verification service and will have users pay for a blue verification badge. The Man, subscription will cost $11.99 a month online wow. and $14.99 a month on your iOS. Wow, that's crazy. 15 bucks to keep that check? Heck, you in or out? No, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> but the, so here's the thing. People want, it's all about like perception. Mm -hmm. So if you have a blue check mark next to your name, you must be somebody. That's so And that's you the guys whole the look. social media, there's some issues it's going Social on. media, I'm telling you, yeah. I got no social media problems. <laughs> I'm not paying for it. If they take it away, so be it. People will pay for it. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Well, and what if I turn around then? If I was willing to pay 15 to be Dan, could I become the check? How do you keep no, that from happening? Elon will take no, care because, of that. Uh, Elon will have you eliminated. You to, he has to, like, send in his, like, you have to, like, send in your information, like a drive, photo of your driver's license. It has to match the, the name on your, your, your platform. So you, there's a verification process to it. Elon will get rid of you. I couldn't be Jay-Z if I wanted to. Yes. Number two. Jordan Brand. Signs his first high school NLL, NIL athlete. Oh, wonderful. Well, that's great. Kiyomi McMiller. Yeah. The 5'8 point guard in the class of 2024 20, is renowned for her skilled ball handling and scoring ability. She, she's like Kyrie with that ball. She's, she's nice with it. Ain't no uh, best dribbler I ever saw on the ladies' sides, our friend Erica White. Terrific. Preston Lady Trojan. She can dribble <laughs> like nobody else. Went to LSU. Terrific player. Shout out, Erica. 
Uh, I know she's listening. Uh, mobile data from 2018 to 2023. Oh, yeah, don't this is it. You iPhone snobs. I had to do it. iPhones like live. You, you iPhone snobs. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you said it, by the way, the iPhone snobs on the text line. It's 9010. iPhone here, iPhone uh, here, uh, iPhone uh, here. Uh, hey, uh, hey, I mean, in, <laughs> in January 2023, yeah, Android go. accounted for 45% iPhone 55 percent. So yeah, 9010. Did you see that on Twitter and retweet yeah. that? You yeah. guys are unbelievable. That's Android man. thing. Right? No, that's from <laughs> not s- true. It's from statusda.com. Don't it's worry from about real that. things. Don't yeah. worry. He's just by make, the way, he's I- making that up. iPhone did not overtake Android in the U.S. until September of 2022. Uh, it just happened. Sure. You, uh-huh. yeah, that's, but that's it. That's what bothered the smug, like pretentiousness sure. of the yeah. iPhone users. Like, yeah, ooh, we're iPhone. To hell with y'all. You two also. <laughs> I dropped that in. The Thank minute. you. Thank you. Uh, Number one. <laughs> 90 to 100 iPhone, Jeff! Yeah. Exclamation point. Take that. Yeah. Prima donna. I'll stop when I want it. Thank Don't you. you forget whose name's on the show. <laughs> right? The number one trending topic, obviously, of course, is uh, Brandon Miller. Yes. He's in the middle. He got himself in some stuff. But last night, uh, he proved that. Regardless of what's going outside, he can still go out and put some points in. He did. He had 41 last night, and uh, they eased by a not really good South Carolina team. But uh, he played a tremendous game. And Alabama says he will continue to play, and uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But right now, it's uh, full steam ahead for the I Tide. think the big difference between yesterday and today is that the, 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 facts, the facts as being presented as best they can have changed. Yesterday, we left here thinking – that Brandon Miller drove to an apartment, picked up a buddy's gun, drove it back to the scene, handed it to him in the car. Right. And as it turns out, he... They're saying that never happened. So On everyone. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, do you know who... Do you know, remember this name, by the way, either you guys? Madeline McCann? Sh- Madeline. Maddie McCann. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the, uh, like, a, like a kidnapping or yeah. something years yes. ago? Yes. Okay. All right, so... Uh, there's a girl, a lady named Julia Faustina. She lives in, uh, she's Polish. Um, and she is claiming to be the missing British girl, Madeline McCann. She was abducted from her bed while on vacation in Portugal in May of 2007. She was three years old. Madeline would be 19 years old now. Had been presumed dead. They're questioning. They don't believe the girl. Isn't that right. the story? No, no, yeah. So my, but she's gonna. They're gonna take a DNA. The parents are like, yeah, take a DNA. She's got a couple similarities. Kind of looks like her, you know. So, um, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. I'm glad they're at least gonna test and find out, right? I mean, could you imagine if it was her? Good gracious. How well, how is she saying she got there? She doesn't know? She really doesn't has no memory of her childhood, well, she why says. Does she, then why does she think that she's so, her? Her grandmother told her uh, recently that she was her. So okay. she well, has the same little, like, freckle. But she was from, like, Cal- here, and she's now in Europe. She's from it? England. She's from England is what it was. She's okay. a British girl, and then she was on vacation. She was abducted. Um, she, um... Yeah, so this lady says she can't remember large chunks of her childhood, not sure of her age, never seen her birth certificates. Um, she has some memories of being um, uh, uh, assaulted. So, and she and and by a man who looks like the man that they drew the 
Drew as well, being it'd a suspect. Be nice to, obviously, just I mean, it shouldn't take long. Go DNA, don't That's you? what I think. They're going to DNA. Right. But yesterday it just became known. I saw that headline The missing girl's myself. parents have agreed to take a DNA test yeah. to determine if they are truly related. Uh, their daughter was last seen sleeping to her, next to her two, two-year-old twin siblings while on vacation May 3rd, 07. So. The terrible news is we're going to find out that Grandma was wrong. She was actually kidnapped from somewhere in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, it could be. No, I, mean, ser- I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, how do they roll in Europe, by the way? You don't have kids just grab one somewhere while you're oh, out? Oh, it's a, that was Portugal. Yeah. Although you did have the, that local story here, but we knew she was gone and they were looking for her, but that came out of nowhere. The Kamaya yeah. Mobley, wasn't that oh, her yeah. name? Oh, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. So and that whole story was crazy. All right, we'll do this. We'll take a break, make a turn for home next. Right That's what's grill. trending. Brought to you by Pet Paradise. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. I think me and E just became best friends. Apparently, we're hanging out this weekend down in South Law. South Law. We're going to run down there together and see what happens, what mayhem we can create, Tony. Uh, I've seen the mayhem he <laughs> creates in South Florida. <laughs> So you should have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> a little hen, a little madur. No, not a little. lot. Yeah. Oh, yes. What's up, Tony? What's going on? Ah, same old, just getting ready. What do you got Thursday cooking? We got Mike DeRocco will join us in the 10 o'clock hour, at the bottom of the hour uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. And our question of the day asking, among positions that are frequently connected with the Jaguars in mock drafts right now, Yes. which of these – would you least like to see the Jaguars use the 24th pick in the draft on? Least. Least okay. like to see them use it on. Please read the question, people. Your options are offensive tackle. Right. Safety. Right. Tight end. Wide receiver. Least like to see them use the 24th pick on. Me, offensive tackle. Okay. But everybody will have their opinion. Yes, they will. Is there how, – how tied are you to uh, Cam Robinson? Uh, if like, I mean, in other words, if you released camera, I'm just asking this hypothetically, well, I know they're, they're not going to, yeah, they're, but if you released cam today, Robinson, would you be on the stick for you'd be it, a lot it of money? It cost you way too much to just okay. release him. If okay. you could figure out a trade with cam Robinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was right? just thinking, what if the Jags determined that the other two tackles yeah. were oh, better yeah. having them younger, you know, going forward than having. Cam, who they signed to a big deal yeah, last year. Yeah, you know, Mike and I have talked about it. If they could figure out a trade for Cam It would have Robinson, to be a trade. There'd have to be a trade okay. partner, but you wouldn't have to get something big. Like right. If you got fourth, fifth round pick, yeah. maybe for Cam Robinson yeah. to get the contract off your books, right. use the money you saved to go get Jawan Taylor. Right. Now, if you're choosing to go that direction, Jawan knows he has you. Right. Oh, good <laughs> like point. At that point. Yeah. You know, and good you're point. not you're not negotiating with them like you're going to give them left tackle money. Right. So who knows what that would mean for the negotiations between those two sides? That's fair. Uh, but you'd be pretty much committed at that point to bringing Taylor back. Right. Oh whatever yeah. Whatever the cost would be. Whatever the cost would be. Yeah. Good point. All right. Well, have a great show. Thank you. Uh, Mike and Tony getting ready. It's Jaguars today. It's coming up top of the hour. Our work here is done. Jeff, bang up job today. Jeff. Jeff. All right. All right. All right. This is the drill.